why is it that we as people seem to forget our struggle? Forget our struggle sometimes. What I mean by that is everybody goes through something, right? Everybody has a time in their life when they're down and out, where things are not necessarily going your way, where things are not necessarily happening in the right place for you or at the right time. Things are falling apart for you. We all go through that, right? But why is it that sometimes for some people, and this doesn't apply to everybody, but it does apply to a lot of people from what, I, from what I'm observing, is that when we finally make it out of our storm, we finally make it out of our hard spot into a more smoother, more comfortable plateau, why is it that we seem to somehow forget how hard it was when we were actually going through that storm. And I ask this question because sometimes people go through these things and then they forget how hard it was for them when they were in it. And now that you've made it out to the other side and someone else is going through it, you kind of degrade or take away from whatever pain it is that, that people are feeling as they're going through their rough patch. Somehow, what was once hard for you now seems to be not that hard to get through because you've made it out to the other side. I do not understand why people do this to people. It is not a good feeling at all. And I understand that because people sometimes, you know, we forget that some people, some people get cocky. You ever seen somebody who was once broke and coming to some fucking money? And now all of a sudden they're walking around talking about how they don't understand how somebody can't keep money in their pocket, how you broke and what you mean you ain't got no money. But just a few, not too long ago, you was in my shoes and you understood clearly how it feels to have no money or how it is to be broke. But now that you got a little money in your fucking pocket, now you sitting there looking down on people talking about, oh, but you know, I keep money in my pocket and I do this, but you didn't always have it like that. So how dare you look down on somebody who is now in the shoes that you were once fucking in? Why do people do that? It is so fucking annoying. It doesn't feel good to be fucking put down like that. All you have to do is remember how you felt when you were in those shoes. If you didn't take it in stride, then why would you expect everybody else to take it in stride? If you felt like your situation is never going to fucking end when you were in those fucking shoes, how dare you look down on somebody who feels like they don't see the light at the end of the fucking tunnel? Or who does not see the light at the end of the tunnel? If you made it through, congratulations. Be happy for yourself. But do not. It does not give you the right to look down on or judge anybody who is still going through that storm, who is still being burned by the fire, who is still experiencing hardships. I see that shit happen way too often. And let me tell you something from a personal experience. It is not a good fucking feeling. It makes you look at people differently and it makes you feel worse about your fucking self. And on top of it, sometimes people even go so far as to when they are when they come out of their fire or their storm and they're on the other side or they're in a better place, <clears throat> the, the amnesia, convenient amnesia, really kills me. Because you act like you forgot how you were. You forgot the sting of being fucking on fire. You forgot how it feels to be in that struggle. So now all of a sudden that you made it through. 
you can't understand nobody else's fucking yo. I don't understand why they always bitching and complaining. Why they can't keep no money in their pocket? Why they can't? You that makes you look so disgusting. Just because you made it out to the other side, the world is so fucking cold when it comes to shit like that. Try to remember your struggles. Try to remember the fact that <clears throat> when you were going through it, you might have been hollering and screaming and complaining and crying your motherfucking self. So how dare you look at somebody else, the next fucking person, who is going through it still and have anything to say negatively about them? How dare you? But people do it, and they do it without hesitation. And it makes me fucking sick because it says you have no empathy. It says you're very, very one-sided and quite cocky. Never, and so I, I read something else on um, Facebook. You know I love my Facebook memes. But I remember one meme that said, never mock a person or criticize a person and a situation they're going through. Because you just never know if you may end up in that same situation and may not be no better. Hypocrite. Hypocrite. How you gonna knock somebody else because of the way they're taking their trip when you know motherfucking well if you was in their shoes you probably wouldn't be no fucking better. Christians. I'm sorry. Sorry, not sorry. I just come down on Christians so much because they are the main fucking culprits. Every time I hear somebody talk about how somebody needs to be, how somebody needs to be, so what they need to do, and all this other shit, based off of what your life is, it's always in fucking Christians. Always. And they, they, don't seem, they don't seem to fucking understand that a coin has two sides. And what may work for you may not work for every fucking body else. And vice versa, Right? But for some reason, people think, oh, if I did it this way, you should. No, it doesn't always work like that. So you should never criticize the way a person handles that situation. You don't know why a person is feeling the way that they feel because you weren't there when they were going through it. You don't have that right to make that judgment call. But they make it and they make it fast. And they make it so confidently. That's what bothers me the most about it. You weren't there with me when I was going through my shit. You know maybe the, the, the bare surface of what I'm going through. But you don't know what makes me feel the way that I feel. You don't know why I have such a severe case of anger or resentment or failure or depression. You don't know why you think you fucking know. But unless you were there with me for every fucking step. And sometimes even if you were there with me for every fucking step. You still don't. It wasn't happening to you. It was happening to me. And even if sometimes we are there with people, while they go through their hard times, there's this thing about having it happen directly to you. And when it doesn't happen to you directly, you take the trip a little differently. You take it from a, a, um, a, a kind of a disconnected um, disconnection, a way of disconnection, basically. Meaning you're there, you see it, but it's a lot different when you are there to see it than what it is when it's happening directly to you. It's a lot fucking different. You may see somebody get hit by a car and you know, oh that shit hurt. But you don't but you don't because you weren't the one hit by the car, you're not going through the every single step of pain and agony that the person go through. You may be able to understand or maybe even relate at what some point. But you could never fucking know the true 
pain and every fucking step of the pain that happens that comes along with being hit by a car, depending on your on the severity of it, you cannot know that unless it happens to you. There, so you have no reason, you have no right to fucking judge. But we do that. We do it all the fucking time. And it's just crazy. I'll tell you a funny story. Now, I've told this story before on one of my past podcasts. But, you know, I'm not sure if you've heard it or not. But if you've heard it, here it goes again. When my mother was in labor with me, she, you know, women who have had kids, you understand how it feels. That shit hurts. <laughs> so my mom's in the bed moaning and groaning and oh, and then I'm. And my dad looks at her and says, come on now, baby, stop all that whining. It can't be that bad. He didn't mean any malice by it. He really didn't. But he said that because he's not feeling a motherfucking thing. He ain't feeling shit. So, of course, it's easy to, to minimize the pain that somebody else is going through because you're not feeling a motherfucking thing. Even though you're there with him, he was there with her when she was having me. But you weren't feeling the fucking thing. So you were easily, it was easy for the words to slip off of his lips. Come on, now it can't be that bad. Stop all that whining. And I, you know, as my mom told me the story as I got older. And after I had three kids myself, you know, I kind of laughed and I said, no. I told my mom, I said, you know, <laughs> when he said that to you, even though he didn't mean it in a harsh way, but he just... Could not understand because he wasn't feeling that pain. But I told my mom, if you had to grab a pair of pliers and, 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 and attach them to his balls and pull them up towards the top of his head, I bet you wouldn't have been able to, he, 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 he would have ate them words. It would have been, oh, don't stop whining, it's not that bad. He'd have lit the fucking hospital up because now you're feeling exactly what it is that I'm going through. But see, we don't have that fucking, um, we don't have that advantage of fucking life. The things that we go through, we can't necessarily put somebody else in our shoes for them to feel the total depth of what it is that we're going through. So when people ridicule you or talk down on you about whatever it is that you're going through and how you're handling it, sometimes we just got to take that shit. And let me tell you, it ain't easy. it's not an easy thing to fucking take at all. Because you have no playback box. You have no fucking run back. Or you have no way of putting them in your situation to let them feel exactly what it is that you're feeling that makes you feel, see, or do things the way that you do. You don't. And a lot of times there ain't shit you can say. It's annoying for somebody to, demi to, to minimize or, uh, the way that you feel about something. But a lot of times we got to sit back and take that shit. Even if it's fucking killing us to do. We got to sit back and take that shit. And it's not an easy pill to fucking swallow. It's just one of those fucked up ass things the world fucking does. That we, the underdogs... Have to deal with because believe me, this don't happen to everybody. That's why my hashtag for all of my um, podcasts—if you've listened or if you've seen them—is hashtag Outcast Underdogs. Because when you're an Outcast Underdogs, things happen to you more frequently on the weird side than they do for the most most of us. Things happen to Outcast Underdogs that. Don't really happen to most people, and especially if you're an outcast underdog, it may happen to you a lot more frequent than it happens to everybody else. Therefore, the way that everybody looks at certain things, it varies, it differs. See, when you go through some fucked up shit in your life, and you, it has, you know, something, you know, somebody drops a ball or something doesn't fall through, and it happens sometimes, yeah, okay, you can just say, well, shit, that's life, it happens, and that's true. But when you're an outcast underdog, if you're an, when you're an outcast underdog, 
it happens to you more frequently than you care for it to happen. It happens to you in more severe ways than you care for it to happen. And if you don't have this type of thing happen to you frequently, you cannot possibly understand how it feels to have that type of shit happen to you in your every fucking day life. Especially when you're trying to make things better and all things seem to do is continue to fall apart. Because people ridicule, ridicule you for that shit. People ridicule you for that shit. People try to make you feel like you're less than. Let me tell you a story. Let me get personal right quick. I said I wasn't going to debate on whether I was going to tell the story or not. But I'm going to tell a little bit of a story. Okay? Because it's something that I've been going through for the past, um, since for the past, woo, about 12, almost 13 fucking years I've been dealing with this shit. <sighs> Walk with me and give me, be, be patient with me on this one. I got married when I was 22 years old to my kid's father. We had three beautiful children together, and quite honestly, it's probably the only thing that we did right together. I'm sure more many people can un can understand that, can <laughs> can relate to that type of shit. Um, but a lot of times, you know, we all live and we learn, right? That's just a part of life. Sometimes some of us learn a little bit of a harder lesson than others. Because let me tell you about my ex-husband. He was a good guy. As far as, you know, for the most part, you know, like I said, the only thing that me and him did right was make three beautiful children. But for the most part, all throughout our marriage, for him to be a man, he was not, and I bullshit you not, <laughs> he was not the man that he should have been in the midst of our relationship. I'm not here to be man bashing. I'm not here to just fuck up nobody's name. And I'm not going to say his name because that's not important. But my point is, from the time, even before we got married, sometimes you can be what you call so far in love that you don't see the handwriting on the wall. Or you might even see the handwriting on the wall and you ignore that shit. Why? Because you're in love, right? <laughs> I saw the handwriting on the wall, but I was like, you know what? We'll get it together. He couldn't keep a job to save his fucking life. That was first. That was that was first uh, a, a red flag number fucking one. And I walked into it because I was in love, and I was like, no, he'll get better. He'll feel he'll he'll figure it out. We got married. I was twenty one. He was twenty six or twenty five. Um, two years later. We had our first child. Two years after that, we had our second child. Our second and third child, excuse me. <laughs> we had twins. The whole time, from the time before we even got together to the time that we had our third, second and third kid, um, he couldn't keep a job to save his fucking life. And he has some damn good fucking jobs at some point in time. We eventually, we stayed with my mom longer than I intended to, but that wasn't because we wanted to. It was because you have to have money to move out. And when only one person is fucking working, you know, it's kind of hard to move out, right? And mind you, like I said, I'm 21, I'm 22, 23 years old. You know, we're learning life. But he just could not keep a fucking job. We ultimately ended up moving out to Pacifica, California. 
And he had a job when we moved out and eventually fucking lost it, which left every fucking thing on me. Rent, car note, car note, rent was $1,500, car note was 600 Then you got your utilities, pg and &E, food, all that shit. And um, all that fell in my lap. And every day I would talk to him. Every fucking day I would talk to him. You got to do something. You got to do something. But then I had a soft spot because I loved him. And two, you know, I would come home every day and the house would be spotless and all this other shit. And it was cool. Don't get me wrong. But it was not what the fuck I did. I, mean, I was stressed the fuck out. Luckily, at the time, I had a very good fucking job that was able to fucking handle most of it. But I still felt fucking short. I paid the rent, the car note. You know, pg &E was getting cut off left and fucking right. My mama had to come through and make groceries sometimes. And it was just a whole bunch of stress. My dad saw I wasn't stressed. How stressed I was. He came up with one day and said, listen, you asked me for my daughter's fucking hand in marriage. And you are not doing... What's going on with you, bruh? This nigga starts crying. This nigga starts crying talking about how his daddy didn't do what the fuck he was supposed to do with him. And he just never learned... You know what? It's crazy because all I ever asked my ex to do was to do the same thing with me that you did, that you have to do if you were by yourself. That's just survive. I wasn't the type of person, and I've never been the type of person. I don't need name brand shit. I was happy with the Dodge Durango I was driving at the time. I was happy with the clothes. I was happy with every fucking... I just needed some fucking help. Then it got fucking worse. Then it got to the point where I was fucking going and leaving for work. He has the kids. And this motherfucker couldn't even stay awake to watch his kids. And I used to be so fucking mad because I was all the way in San Francisco. My kids were like one and three, maybe two and four. My four-year-old's calling me talking about, Mommy, Daddy's sleeping. You got three kids under five running around the house and your ass asleep. Why aren't you looking for a job? Nevertheless... The marriage fell the fuck apart because I couldn't take it no fucking more. I, you know, we started arguing and fighting more because I couldn't handle the fucking, the health, I couldn't handle the fucking pressure. I was doing, I mean, I wasn't finna go out and get no second job when you sitting on your ass working. I mean, sitting on your ass sleeping. So the marriage eventually just fell the fuck apart. And so did he. So did he. Once we split up, this nigga became Houdini to even the fucking kids. To even the fucking kids. I remember one day, this motherfucker, he, our kids were going to private school at the time. That means you got to pay tuition. I, I was handling tuition the best I fucking can, could, but he wasn't doing shit. I mean, he would say he was on his way to get the kids. Kids would be at the door with their backpacks on, ready to fucking go, and daddy never shows the fuck up. He never shows the fuck up. Oh, I'd be furious because I would see the hurt in my kid's fucking face, which I thought was really fucked up. But nevertheless, the kids are going to fucking private school. I had got a statement from the fucking, um, we had been separated for about ooh, six months or so, but I got a, it was Christmas time. And I got a notice from the school saying the kids couldn't return back to school from Christmas break until the tuition was paid and brought to fucking, you know, brought to current. So I'm at the store, I'm on my way to the store one day and we, I ended up back at my mom's house. In San Francisco, he ended up at, back at his mom's house in San Francisco, right around the corner from each other, not too far. So my mama went to the store one day, <clears throat> and I see this nigga walking down the fucking street. And I had the letter in my car. I don't know why, but I just had the letter in my car. I had a whole bunch of mail in my car, actually. And I saw him. I pulled over. I had just came from the store. I had a two-liter 7-Up and some goodies for the kids. So I pulled over. 
Um, I pull over to the side of the road where I see him. I said, hey, come here. And I handed him the fucking letter. And I said, are you going to do something about this? This motherfucker grabbed the two liter from in between my legs, shook it up, and the next thing you know, my entire face and the inside of my car is full of fucking seven up. By the time I was able to open up my motherfucking eyes, he had vanished. He was gone. And the car, my car was dripping. I was sticky, wet, furious. No, this motherfucker did not. Mind you, side note to that story. This motherfucker, luckily I was not in my car, my regular car at the time. Why wasn't I in my fucking car? Because this motherfucker got mad several days, a week or two before. Didn't come up to the house to get his kids. He came up to the fucking house to destroy my truck. He caused $7,000 of fucking damage to my fucking truck. To my fucking truck with his bare hands. My mom had white rocks in front of her house. He shattered my windows with it. He kicked a horse-sized hole in the side of my door. Took a baseball bat to my shit. To the same transportation that takes his fucking kids around. Because he wanted to get back together and I wasn't willing to. And he was mad because I had started messing with somebody else. Who, by the way, ended up taking me down to my kid's school and paying my kids tuition up for a year. I'm not saying that to brag. I'm saying that to say that what kind of a motherfucker does this? There's a whole bunch of other fucked up shit that my kid's dad has done to me. And I mean some real fucked up shit. But the coldest part, and again, this is not tell, this story is not being told to bash him. This story is being told to, to make a point. And I'll get to that point in just a moment. This man put me through like two years of straight hell because he wanted me back and his family back. But you didn't want to do what you were supposed to do to maintain your family. And the only thing I have ever told this nigga, only thing I've ever told this nigga was to do the same thing with me. That you would have to do if you were out here alone in this world. And that's just survive. That is not too much to fucking ask. Not too much to ask at all. But he wouldn't. He would cry. And he would scream. And he would holler. He would throw shit. He would have straight up fucking fists. And then you destroy my car. I was furious, but it was a lesson learned. He stayed wishy-washy in and out of his kid's life very frequently for two fucking years until he got with the girl that he's married to today. The girl who was, who up until 2010, so this was happening, this was 2007. In 2010, we and her were cool from 2007 or 8 up until 2010. He was Houdini up until the point that he got with her. So he gets with her and now the show starts. Now, and I'm don't get me wrong, I was cool because I'm like, whatever it takes to get you to fucking do what you're supposed to do for your kids. I don't give a fuck if it's a bitch or what the fuck it is. I'm just glad. you. So he started picking up his kids every weekend. And it was funny because... He would come to pick him up for me and he would park. She'd be in the car. He would park her all the way up to the goddamn street. 
And I used to ask him, why the fuck are you parking up the street? I do not want you. So whatever he was telling her, making it seem like I was like the bitter baby mama or was going to start some shit. I had no beef with this woman. I told this woman personally, if you always causing him to do what the fuck he got to do with his kids, I am with that. And I said, as long as, and I told, I've told my ex-husband this so many times, I don't really give a fuck who you with. As long as you're not in my, in my hair, but as long as whoever the fuck you're with is good to my kids, they're good with me. I ain't got no reason to be beefing with nobody that your ass is with. I will be shaking the hand of whoever the fuck is with, is with your ass. So he would come pick up the kids and fucking, um, <clears throat> and, and, and park all the way up the street. So I started telling him, stop doing that shit. Park in front of the fucking house. He had the kids, the bags, and he walked up the street. There's a parking space right in front of the house. So he eventually started doing that. And me and her would talk. And me and her would, you know, it would, I, I would have, I've invited them to the kids' fucking birthday party. You know, you have kids, for the kids are five, six, seven. You know, I'm, I invite them to the house. They came, you know, they came a time or two. We all sat down at eight. I'm like, and I told her, I have no beef with you. I have no reason to be beefing with you. You are a friend of mine as far as I'm concerned. And I said, you love my kids. My kids love you. Therefore, I love you. And she said to me, I really appreciate that. That means a lot to me. And if you think I'm lying, I still got the fucking email. I have no reason to lie about shit. And as far as I'm concerned, we were all one big happy fucking family. At least I was. Until the day... That my kids were at the fucking house with me. I had the kids. It was during the week. And those of us who come from broken homes. Who have mama at one house and daddy at the other house. And have young kids who go back and forth. We all know how the transfer of clothes can go, right? You know, clothes end up at one house. More than one. Or more than clothes end up at another parent's house. They get switched over because the kids are going back and forth, right? Well, <clears throat> um, my ki- I had the kids. It was during the week. They wore uniforms. When they came home, they have no clothes because they were all at the dad's house. Any given fucking time this happens, I would call and say, hey, could you send some clothes back up to the house? Uh, the kids don't have no clothes here. And he would, you know, gather the clothes and send them back up to the house. This one particular fucking day, one particular fucking day, I called and made the same call I had been making to him for I don't know how long. And I have never been disrespected by this motherfucker so bad. And if you don't believe me, you can ask my fucking mama because the phone was on speakerphone and she was standing right next to me. He called me all kind of bitches. Told me wasn't shit at the house that belonged to me. I'm full of shit. He had, even during our rocky breakup, he had never disrespected me so fucking bad by calling me out my name. Even in the midst of a nasty breakup, he had never disrespected me as he did, as, he, as bad as he did that fucking day that I asked him to bring whatever clothes that belong in my house back to my house. Told me, bitch, I ain't got shit of yours. Fuck you. Woo, 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 woo. My mama was looking at the phone like, what the fuck is wrong with this nigga? Because he had never acted like that before. I was fucking furious. I thought he was showing off for the girl, for his, the girl he was with. But I guess he was showing off in front of the dude because I guess she couldn't find out she was at home. Basically, long story short, he basically told me, bitch, if I got any clothes here, which is probably one fucking thing, which I knew was a lie, I'll bring it back to the house when she get off of work. Oh, I was hot. How did the fish grease? How dare you disrespect me? All I asked you to do was the same thing I've been asking your ass to do for fucking months. And today, I'm all kind of bitches. And I knew 
there was more than one thing, more, more than one article of clothing of my kids at the house he was at. A couple hours later, that was like one o'clock in the afternoon. A couple hours later, about eight o'clock, seven, eight o'clock. This was um, um, October 13th, 2010. I'll never forget that day as long as I fucking live. It's embedded in my fucking brain. He shows up at my house. Him and her. I let him in the house. And here come all the clothes. They must have dropped about six of those 13-gallon um, garbage bags. And they just throwing them on the stairs in my house. Throwing them on the stairs. Six bags. Which is what I expected to see. I just don't understand how or why I had to be so many motherfucking bitches in the midst of doing this shit. Why did you have to put the show on? Why did you have to disrespect me? Well, my plan, my my my, my anger, <clears throat> I knew I can't really, you know, couldn't do shit else to this nigga. I was like, I'm going to fuck this nigga close up. My mom had a daycare. And she used to keep bottles of bleach on the fucking um on the on the porch because she would clean the high chairs from the from the kids. So I decided to be an asshole. After he put out the damn um after he put the damn clothes in the thing, I went out to the fucking door to make sure you know to let them out, and I just sprayed bleach on his clothes. That's when the fight started. No, oh, yeah, he grabbed the bleach, and <clears throat> we started thumping. We fight like a motherfucker. Mind you, I put bleach on his stomach from a stomach down. That was my full intent to bleach his to fuck his clothes up because I was so pissed that I was so that he had disrespected me so fucking bad. He got, of course, the best of me because he took the put the bottle of bleach and turned it into my motherfucking face and sprayed me in the face with it in my hair. I had bleach dripping off my chin, off my everything. My eyes fucking swole up so motherfucking bad because he sprayed bleach right into my fucking eye. That's not the worst part. We slipping and sliding in bleach now. We thumping. We thumping. His girl, his bitch, what I call her, was there. Mind you, me and him fighting on my mama's front porch. Slipping and sliding in bleach. <clears throat> Next thing I know, I hear, bitch! And I got socked in the back of the fucking head by this bitch. I couldn't believe it. Why? Because I would have expected that even though him and I were in the midst of a fight, that because her and I had the mutual respect that we had, that she would have broke the fight up and said, hey, y'all need to stop that shit. Y'all tripping. No, that's not what this bitch did. This bitch called me a bitch. And on top of it, she sucker punched me from the fucking back. I don't know how I got away from this nigga. But I got away from her, and I, when I turned around, her eyes were like fucking two 50, 50 cent pieces. Her eyes was wide to the motherfucking, and I shut them before because I socked her ass right in the motherfucking face. She goes back, and me and him get back to thumping. My mama comes down, she breaks the fucking fight up, she tells them to get the fuck out, leave. She takes me upstairs, she's draining my fucking face because my eye is now fucking, all you can see over my left eye was just white. You couldn't even see the color of my fucking eye. So she's rinsing my fucking eye out with fucking um, water. These bitches go outside and call the police. Long story short, I got arrested because he tells the police, mind you now, think about how much logic the police were fucking using. These motherfuckers, this nigga got bleach on his shirt. There's nothing on his face. It's on his shirt. They showed me the pictures. And then again, I know where I put the fucking bleach. 
I just squirted the bleach. I didn't. He's six foot fucking three. I'm five foot five. I didn't squirt up. I squirted out. So he tells the police that I squirted him with bleach in his face. So I got arrested and put in jail for three months for assault with a caustic chemical. Even got a strike. That ruined the relationship with me and her. After that, I lost all respect for this fat ass, punk ass, weak ass bitch. Because I figured a real woman who really had respect for motherfuckers would have broke the front of That's what I would have did. Like, stop it, y'all. Quit. But she gonna call me a bitch. And you couldn't even suck, you couldn't even suck, suck me in my face because she knew how to beat that ass. So she socked me from behind in my right ear. But they won. I won the battle, but they won the war because I went to jail for three months. Devastated. Devastated. After all the shit that this motherfucker put my ass in. And you know what? It was a learning lesson. And I'll never forget one day I was talking to him in jail. Because he had came to my mama's house to get the kids. And for what reason, for reason, my mama left him in the fucking house. I don't know if I agree with that. I still don't agree with that. But nevertheless, she did. And I asked him, I said, so you coming to court to testify? He said to me, you brought this on yourself. Those words burnt into my soul. And the more I thought about it, I said, you know, you did. Not because of what I did that night. But because of what I did years before. And I was fucking with him in the first place. Getting married to him. Having kids with this nigga. Yes, I did bring it all on my fucking self. I don't agree. But I brought it on myself that night. Because the police had thought it was fucking funny. They're like, well, you know. I'm like, I got attacked by two motherfuckers. At my fucking house. And the police were like, well, next time be the first person to call the police. And because this nigga lied. I'm the one with the the nurse when I went to the because I got I ended up in the fucking ER because my again my eye was completely glossed over it was just white no you couldn't even see the fucking color of my fucking eye and the nurse at the ER while I'm handcuffed to the gurney was like why the fuck are you here in handcuffs I said because I'm under arrest I'm going to fucking jail she took pictures of my fucking eye and she said there is no fucking way you should be here she took pictures of my eyes. She said, this is going in your fucking file. My file never came, never made it to the motherfucking court. Matter of fact, my situation was so bad, I had a fucked up, I was a favor. They convicted me to let somebody else ass off. I was a favor from one punk ass um, DA or uh, a public pretender to the fucking next. Because when I learned, when I got out of jail, I learned later on that I shouldn't have even been fucking arrested for the fucking shit. I should, or if I was arrested, I should have been left to fuck ROR. But I got a strike. Matter of fact, the asshole judge, Judge Donna Little, this bitch, this bitch, coldest bitch ever. This bitch told me she said we could fucking get your ass for fucking damn near attempted fucking murder. You could do four years in the pen. Mind you, I'm a person that ain't never been arrested before. Only fucking runners I had with the fucking police was a goddamn ticket, and that was very rare. So I'm like, prison? Shit, fuck that. Him and her showed up at the court to testify against me. This bitch sitting behind me in the court smiling. Smirking and shit. You talk about humiliating? And then I find out this bitch is going around telling motherfuckers, yeah, I had to beat her ass.
bitch, you did. <laughs> and the cold part, and then they hit me with three year restraining order, so I couldn't do shit. And she used the restraining order to her leverage. He did too. These bitches started telling lies on me about my kids. This bitch started using my kids to disrespect my ass. Saying all kind of fucked up shit. All kinds of fucked up shit. I remember they had a fucking... My kids, after I got out of jail, my kids had... There was a Mother's Day fucking... um, A Mother's Day fucking um, baseball game that the, my kids had. My, my uh, kids had. So after the motherfucking... Um, Game the photographers, photographers taking pictures of the kids and their mamas. Nobody ever came to take my pictures. And when I looked at the pictures on Facebook, it was a picture of her and my kids talking about Happy Mother's Day. Her and my kids, I was there. And this bitch, do you go do something about it? Say something about it. What you finna do about it? Cause you know all she had to do was dial the magical three numbers, and my ass is fucking gone. Oh, that's just not even the fucking half. This low-down, dirty-ass bitch, she's a cold piece of work. But she's only a cold piece of work behind that badge. That's behind that fucking badge. Oh, she talked her. She, and then she had the audacity. Because me and her, I used, to this day, I want to whoop her ass. I ain't going to lie. And my point is, my point, well, before, let me get back on this bitch. Because somebody who uses leverage like that, Somebody who knows fucking... It's like, remember them cartoons like Tom and Jerry and the big pit bulls? It's got the leash around his motherfucking neck and he and he and and it's got a stake in the ground so he can only go so far and Tom and Jerry or whoever and they go and taunt the motherfucking dog knowing it can only go so far and they stand just far back enough they come and slap the shit out the dog and they go just far back enough to where they know they came and they're like, nah, 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 what you finna do? But this bitch is a lot colder. This bitch was like, that's what I thought. You ain't finna do shit. What you finna do? And then she had the audacity to tell me I'm scary. Stanley's standing there with the phone in her hand with one with nine one dial and the finger on the next one. Talking shit. Talking about what you finna do. I didn't think so. You ain't finna. And then I'm like, bitch, put the motherfucking phone down. And I'm talking about this is 10 years of this shit. Matter of fact, just a couple months ago, right, no, um, earlier this year, before my daughter, my, my twins graduated from high school, my daughter was going to the school and, and she was with her dad, so the bitch picked her up from school. And she wanted my daughter to do something and my daughter wouldn't fucking do it or whatever. And she said, I do more for you than your punk ass mama do. Then what the fuck? Woo, 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 woo. My daughter was so fucking mad. Bitch, did you feel like you could say some shit like that to my motherfucking daughter, bitch? Yeah, she can. Because what the fuck am I finna do? With your punk ass mama, you gonna tell my daughter that shit, bitch? Yes, exactly what the fuck she told my daughter. My daughter was like, let me out the motherfucking car. And no, actually my daughter told her, but you won't tell my mama that shit to her face. See, my daughter, my kids now, they're old enough to talk back. But remember, this is a 10-year going on, 10-year long thing. They've been telling my kids shit like this about me for years. And then when they speak up, they get in trouble. These ignorant ass bitches. That's why I have no respect for my kid's father. Other than the fact that he is their punk ass daddy. He's their motherfucking daddy. But other than that... Other than that, I have no respect for this bitch nigga because this motherfucker allowed a lot of bullshit to happen. And like I said, 
For her to say some shit like that about my to my daughter about me, that ain't the first time. But see, she's got, and, and then she has the audacity, audacity, excuse me, the audacity to tell me by text message, of course, how scary. I, I don't see you running up on me. Motherfucking right you don't see me running up on you, you fat, scary bitch. Why? Because you are hiding behind a motherfucking back every single time. And we didn't have some text wars, but see, I had to kind of bitch to be texted. I want to know where the fuck your ass is at, because if you're big enough to be talking that shit, and she is the queen. And I mean the fucking queen of, I'm too grown for this shit. I ain't got time for this little shit. But you're not, you too grown to see me about it, but you ain't too grown to trigger me on it, right? You ain't too grown to do whatever the fuck makes me want to come fuck your ass up, but you're just too grown to fucking deal with me. How convenient. And I'm talking about a decade of this shit. Matter of fact, she had her folks in it on the shit too. For years. I remember they threw a fucking birthday party for my twins right after I got out of jail. And somebody I did not even fucking know. Some fat ass Filipino bitch named Jean. Was like, bitch, why don't you come right here to your baby's party. To the, to the party we having for your kids so your kids can see you get arrested again, bitch. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Oh, they had the whole click after my ass. Yeah, bitch, come on here. Bitch, what? <laughs> with them numbers, with their fingers on the motherfucking dial. With them bad. Matter of fact, right after I got out of jail. And tell me how lucky. This, let me tell you, this bitch, I'm not going to say her name. But the bitch's birthday is July 7th, 1977. That's 7777. If this bitch ain't the luckiest bitch on the planet. To me, she's untouchable. Because anybody that can get away with that type of shit and still be untouched and unaccountable, to me, this bitch is God. And my mama, for some reason, because, again, when it's not your problem, it's easy to, oh, I wasn't trouble for that shit. I wouldn't even think about that shit when it's not your fucking problem, when it's not affecting you at all. Easy to fucking say, right? I told my mama, I said, mama, I'm so sick of this bitch. This bitch is fucking God to my ass. I don't see her that way. Why the fuck would you? Why would you see it that way? What'd she do to you? Nothing, but I just don't see her that way. You, you know how demeaning that shit is? It just goes to show, again, when it's not your fucking problem, how easy it is to dismiss. Ten years of this type of bullshit. Ten years of it. I was sick to my stomach. And like I said... Even though me and her had had wars before via text messages, of course. Because when we would see each other, oh, she got rocks on the ground. But then she had the audacity to say, I don't see you running up on me neither. I don't see you saying shit. You're right, bitch. I'm not the one with my phone in the motherfucking head. I'm not the one. This bitch, I didn't, this, this bitch hit me with three restraining orders since my ass had been out of jail. In 10 years. Thir 12, 13, 12 years. Three restraining orders. This bitch takes me to court every fucking chance that she gets. But I'm scary. I'm scary. And they, it's good because I'm the one with the record. I'm the one with the record. She, all she got to say is she's bothering me. They don't even ask me what the fuck she, if, if, what the fuck my side of the story is. They just granted a fucking restraining order. And then my uncle told me one day, he said, you better be careful because she's going to be able to hit you with a lifetime in a minute. And I'm like, I'm not even doing nothing to this bitch other than fucking responding to her bullshit. You go taunt a bitch. Like I said, it's that Tom and Jerry shit. I'm the pit bull. And her and that ignorant ass ex-husband of mine is the, 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 the cat in the mouse. And they know just how fucking far to fucking take it. 
before they say, hey, 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 officer, officer. I remember one day we started fucking, um, and I'm telling you guys this, again, not to be bashing, but to bring the light of, to how frustrating it is to be in a situation sometimes and have people demean your situation because it's not their motherfucking problem. And how frustrating it is to actually be in a situation and try to deal with it the best way you fucking can without losing your mind while being looked at like you're the motherfucking bad guy. Like you're the fucking problem when you're the motherfucker that's taking all the shit. But we went to a baseball game one time. And, um, you know, those, whether you realize it or not, and maybe even sometimes listening to it, because sometimes listening to a situation, you don't get the full feel of what of, of the severity of it unless you're in it or unless you're there. So a lot of times when you're telling a story, people hear what you're saying, but they're like, that's not that serious. But if you were in those shoes, if you were in that situation, oh, you would know exactly how serious it is. How many times do we look at people's situations and be like, what they tripping for? Why is it not that serious? What the fuck? Because it's not happening to you. And people are so guilty of diluting people's situations when it's not your fucking problem. When it has nothing to do with you. When you're just hearing about it, oh, it's easy to, oh, that's not that serious. I wouldn't even be tripping off that shit if I was you. Why are you thinking about that? Why you that next shit get to you? How many of us do that shit to people? How many of us do it? But it's never that serious until it's you. <laughs> and that's the cold part. Why does it always have to be you in the situation for us to understand how serious it is. Why can't you just take somebody's fucking word for it? Why do they always have to prove to you how fucked up it is? Like they need your approval to know how fucked up some shit is. Why is that? Or we need you to validate what I'm mad at in order for me to be, to be able to be mad about it? Who the fuck needs that shit? So anyway, we're at a baseball game one day. Mind you, this bitch is the scariest bitch on the planet. And I'm like, you know what? I even look at it so far as if you're scary, that's fine. But usually when you're scary like that, you don't go vexing people. You don't go antagonizing fucking people. How do you get to be scary and antagonistic at the same time? It just doesn't fucking mix. You don't get to do both. But she does. She does. Remember, her birthday is 7777. Luckiest bitch. To me, this bitch is God. Because if everybody else has to be accountable for their actions... Why the fuck does she get the fuck away with? She gets away with every fucking thing. Because remember, the things that she does to me, don't no fucking cop give a fuck about. Don't no judge give a fuck about. Don't nobody give a fuck about, really, except for me, because I'm the one that's being done to. I don't know about most mamas or daddies, but I don't want to hear nobody referring to me as no punk-ass motherfucking shit, especially to my motherfucking kids. You think it's okay for you to say that? But for her, for God, it is. But nevertheless, let me show you how scary this bitch is. Let me continue to tell you. And then the fucked up thing is about my ex. This nigga lets her fucking do it. You won't check your bitch. This motherfucker gets mad at me. Cole, oh, let me, before I get into the baseball game, let me go back to what the fuck happened that night. Well, the night I went to jail. So, after I got out of jail, and this bitch is running around telling people, yeah, I had to whoop her ass. Even though you, you're not going to tell nobody you sucker punched me and got your ass smacked. No, she tell people I had to whoop her ass. And I'm like, well, bitch, do it again. Do it again. But guess what? I am the confrontational one. I'm the you did what you did, and I'm mad about it, but everybody's looking at me like I'm the problem. So what you did ain't, ain't no problem. It's okay. Perfectly fine. I'm the problem because I'm mad about it and I'm complaining about it. Go fucking figure. 
But the fucking thing is, ding dongs, Mr. and Mrs. Ding Dong, this bitch is running around telling how people tell people how she had to steal on me, how she whooped my ass, and this nigga of hers is running about talking about she ain't never touched you, she never put her hands on you, she never touched you. I said, well, when you two dumbasses get your fucking story right, maybe you should retell it, bitch. But everybody's looking at me like, oh, you're so confrontational. Why are you so angry? I'm dealing with Clown Central over here. Clown Central. And you motherfuckers are looking at me like, I'm a, like I'm just supposed to just, oh, okay, that's fine. No problem. You already put your hands on my ass, bitch. When you should have just been trying to break the fight up. And No, but you, are, you, you down for your man, right? You punk ass bitch. And I'm the problem because I am mad about it. The problem is not what you did to me. The only problem persists because I'm pissed about it. Gotcha. Anyway, so we're at a baseball game. Mind you, these things are very difficult for me to go to because I don't like being around this bitch. <laughs> but she comes to my kids' baseball game. That you know motherfucker well. I'm not finna stay on, stay home. And this is this is even after the restraining orders are over. With. There's no restraining order at this point. We're at a baseball game one day. South City, San Francisco, South San Francisco, and. Some shit happened when they got on Facebook and started talking shit. So I hopped on Facebook and just said some shit back. But I said this. Check it out. Fuck what you talking about right now. When you better tell me that shit face to face, we'll talk about it. Mad as fuck though still. I'm hot, right? So, along comes the baseball game. My mom says, your arch nemesis is there. I knew she was going to be there, but the other bitch she was on Facebook talking shit with was there too. I sat through the whole fucking game, cheering my babies on. You would have thought nothing about the shit, right? Whole game go by. Three games, to be honest with you, because it was a tournament. Game's in. I'm on my way out the door. I pass by both of them. They sitting on the bleachers. Mind you, the bleachers are about 10 bleachers fucking high. They sitting on might be the second or third one, right? So I'm walking past. I said, hey, what's up, y'all? They looked at me like, this bitch speaking? I said, hey, what's up, y'all? And I saw look at the other little short bitch. And I say, you want to come take a walk with me? You want to come talk to me? She was like, for what? What for? So that, that, that became her nickname that day. Because I figured, I ain't got to tell you about what the fuck you were saying, nigga. You know what the fuck I'm talking about. But I'm not trying to draw attention to myself because I don't need no fucking audience. Fuck the audience. All I want to do is talk to your ass. So I said, hey, you want to come take a walk with me? You want to come chat with me for a second? She said, for well, well, So that's her name, Lil Buffo. That's what I call a little short, shrimpy-ass bitch. And I said, well, I, I don't know. I said, maybe I thought maybe you want to, now that we're, you know, person to person, we can finish the conversation we have on Facebook, you know, face-to-face. Before the little shrimpy bitch could open her mouth, the big bitch jumps her ass up, hands in the air, talking shit. Bitch, you need to, mind you, why are you creating a scene? Nobody thought shit about looking at us at all when I was talking. Nobody, right? Now you up on your feet with your hands in the air, screaming and hollering. Now everybody, oh shit, what's going on? Bitch, you need to woo woo woo. Okay. So I dropped my shit. Mind you, I trained myself to stay cool. I said, well, bitch, what's up then, nigga? What's up? Bitch, you woo 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 woo. So I'm standing there looking at this bitch. Acting, performing, that's what I call it. When people do like that shit, they're just performing. Because you ain't really about that shit. Because you know, if you draw an attention, that means somebody's going to run over and see what the fuck is going on. If you was really about that shit, bitch, 
Nigga, you'd have kept it on the low. We could have walked to the parking lot and I'd have told him where to find your fat ass at, bitch. I'd have told him what car I beat your ass under. But no, you want to draw attention. So your hands in the air and bitch, this and bitch. And I'm standing there looking at this bitch like, ain't this a bitch? The bitch don't come towards me. She runs up the bleachers, eight, nine bleachers to a crowd of people. So I walk up there right behind her. Like, what's up, bitch? Like, she behind five motherfuckers, including my ex, talking shit, hands still in the fucking air. Bitch, you will, 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 will. I'm like, bitch, well, when you ready to, you know, whatever, nigga. When you ready, when you done with this performance, bitch, you holler, nigga. What's up? My ex-husband was like, you need to go sit your ass down. I'm like, fuck you. But I did. I took my ass back down the bleachers. Here she come down the fucking bleachers. Bitch, whoa, 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 whoa. I said, bitch, I'll beat your motherfucking ass, bitch. But by this time, you got everybody running off the fields. Everybody's coming to see what's going on. Yada, 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 right? She never gets close enough to my ass. She keeps her motherfucking distance for motherfucking show. Because I ain't got no reason to be sitting there hollering and screaming. I'm not looking for a motherfucking performance, bitch. I don't need no audience. My only business is with you and her. And it really wasn't even with you. Because, bitch, I, like I told her, I said, bitch, I wasn't even talking to your fat ass. Because a bitch is big as a house. Not that I give a fuck, because I lock a house the fuck down. Anyway, but now, we got an audience now. My mama's there. My mama's pastor's there, because my kids play fucking baseball. They're on the same fucking team. My mama tells the motherfucking pastor, take her ass, take her ass. And so the pastor, listen to my mama, like a dumbass, forgets that I'm a grown-ass fucking woman. Motherfucker grabs me by my fucking arm and tries to take my ass away. I said, motherfucker, if you don't get your motherfucking hands off me, nigga. No, you gotta go. You gotta go. Fuck you. Pastor, fuck you. And he grabs me again. I said, you touch me one more motherfucking time, nigga. We gonna do something, nigga. Then he said, oh, 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 but I'm here for you. I'm here for you. I'm, you know, I'm on your side. Fuck you, nigga. Get your motherfucking hand off me and touch me again and see what the fuck happens. Let my ass go. But that day, and I left on my fucking own because I said, bitch, you ain't about that shit you talking. You over there in the motherfucking crowd of motherfucking I'm not finna fight all these motherfuckers just to get to your fat ass. Cause if you was about that shit, you would fucking you but you should have just shut the fuck up. Cause wasn't nobody talking to your fat ass. So I ended up leaving. Hated the motherfucker because why? Again, I left the bad guy. Everybody's looking at me, mind you, I didn't fucking when I was talking. No attention was drawn. Nobody noticed shit. Because I wasn't yelling. I wasn't screaming. I wasn't drawing attention. I just asked the girl, you want to come take a walk? You want to come talk to me? She said, for what? What the hell? Okay, I'll take that. So I, I said, I didn't think you wanted to. I was just checking. Did you have a good one? And before I could close my mouth, here come the fat bitch. Hands in the air wailing. Bitch, what the fuck? But the fucked up part is, the queen, as I call her, Miss God, strikes again and gets away with it again because everybody's looking at me like I did this shit. If the bitch had kept her mouth closed, I would have asked the question, I got the answer I was looking for, and I was leaving. But you wanted to draw audience, and guess what else happened after that? The sheriff ended up at my door. The bitch drew me in for another fucking restraining order. And got it. And I got cited for inciting a riot. I said, you know, I can't win for fucking losing this bitch. 
This bitch can do anything she wants, and I can't speak up for shit because I'm just confrontational. So as long as I'm letting this bitch tap dance all over me and do what the fuck she wants, all is jank. Everything's great. What kind of shit is that? What kind of shit is that? It's the kind of shit you got to deal with. And because it's not happening to nobody else but me, everybody's looking at me like, what's your problem? Why are you tripping? But if you went through all the shit that I've been through, with not just this nigga, but with this bitch too, you would fucking clearly, you wouldn't even have to ask. That's why I say, never mock a person's situation. Because if you happen to end up in that same situation, you better hope that your words and your actions are fucking twins. You better hope. Because if not, it's not a good look. I'm going to tell you this, and I'm going to leave the name out of it, but somebody who ridicules me or looks down on me or thinks I shouldn't trip off of this shit. After, again, over a decade of being disrespected and played, taunted, antagonized by her, by this bitch and her cronies. Every fucking thing I'm supposed to just not fuck. I'm supposed to have a bottomless fucking pit of, of, of toleration. Bottomless pit. Shit I know motherfuckers would never fucking stand for. I'm expected to, to stand for. I'm expected to deal with. So one day when one of the restraining orders were in fucking play, I didn't go to the baseball game this day because I was like, I'm not fucking dealing with the shit. I get a phone call. I get a phone call from somebody talking about, I just beat this bitch ass. I'm like, what, what? What bitch? What the hell? One of my folks got into an actual fist fight with one of her folks because she was talking hella shit. Now, while I was elated, and I'm not going to lie, I was fucking elated to hear that somebody got their ass whooped. After I finished laughing and talking, I'm mean, laughing and I'm um, tinkering with the shit in my mind. The other half of my brain said, wait a minute, bitch. <laughs> Hold on, nigga. Before you start popping bottles and shit, think about this. You've been going through over 10 years of disrespect, antagonizing. Fucking just fucked up ass stupid shit with these bitch ass niggas, right? And the whole time, everybody's been looking at you like, you need to just quit. Don't think about it. Leave it alone. I wouldn't trip. No big deal. If this person had one, counted, uno, encounter with another motherfucker and you went to blows. Don't you think I'm wondering why the fuck you couldn't just take your own advice and walk the fuck away? Even though I'm glad to see you beat this bitch ass because she needed her ass. It wasn't a bitch that I wanted with her ass. It was her folks. But nevertheless, it was still somebody from her fucking crew. I'm like, even though I'm glad this bitch got her ass because it was the it was the same shit talking bitch that was like, yeah, come on down to your kid's party so your kids can see you get arrested again. That bitch got her ass whooped by one of my folks. And while that was fucking, I was elated to hear that shit, my brain still said, wait, hold on, wait a minute. That was one fucking time you had an encounter with this bitch? That was the first and only encounter. Can you imagine what it made me feel like to feel like to realize that after me being put through years of disrespect, being antagonized, being called confrontational, being disrespected, all 
this. And I'm not talking about here and there. I'm talking about on a daily basis. On a weekly fucking basis. And all the time being told, well, you know, just let it go. Don't worry about it. Leave it alone. And then here, it took one time for you to blow your fucking cool. But I'm expected to have the patience of motherfucking joke. So how do I think people look at me? How do I think motherfuckers look at me? It's easy to say. I feel like I ain't shit. <laughs> because, like, I'm expected, like, I used to say, I used to I always say, I feel like that garbage can, you know? Just strap on a thing and the mouth opens and shove the shit in there, shove it in there. And so what? You fucking going over your fucking limit. Shut up and take it. Shut the fuck up and take it. But then I'm, oh, you're feeling sorry for yourself. Stop talking like that. You need to quit all that book. But it took one fucking encounter for you to put hands on some fucking body. Well, I had to handle my business. That's all That's all I was told. You had to handle your business. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess I got no business. I got a fucking street. I got a, I got a rap sheet motherfucking longer than a motherfucking city block. Of shit that motherfuckers do to me that is disrespectful and fucked up. And all you motherfuckers ever fucking say, let it go. Don't worry about it. Ignore it. Forget it. Leave it be. But this person had one fucking encounter. How demeaning is that? And how interesting is it? Because you didn't follow your own fucking advice. <laughs> oh, and I'm an asshole for fucking bringing that to the fucking porn front. Oh, okay. I get it. I get it. I get it. Do I really get it? I've had to hold my aggression for this motherfucker for over a decade. While she has the freedom to taunt me. And, and then she had to undoubtedly say, well, you've done some things to me. I've done some things to you. Bitch, I ain't did shit to you, bitch. You call, you call me doing something to you? Fucking reacting to the bullshit that you fucking, that you pull? And I tell you, I'm telling you, how many of us have heard uh, alcohol is liquid courage? Well, let me correct you on that if you've ever heard that fucking statement before. Alcohol is not the only form of courage. You know what else is courage? A telephone. You know what else is real courage? A police badge. Oh, when you got the boys on your ear. Oh, but, but how can you use those things as fucking your protection and then tell the motherfucker, I don't see you running up on me. You motherfucking right, you're not. I'm not fighting no police badge, bitch. Step your fat ass out from around that motherfucker, though. Step your fat ass off my put that motherfucking phone down, bitch. And then talk to me. And then talk to me. Cause while you standing behind that police badge, nigga, talk about, oh yeah, you ain't trying to see me. You right. You right. You right. But bring your fucking ass from behind that bitch. But you ain't gonna do that though. Cause you know I will tap that ass. And it makes me look at the whole fucking world differently because I'm like, you know what? Any and everybody. I expect, that's why I don't expect to see nobody these days get mad about nothing. I expect to see everybody let everything go because the amount of bullshit and disrespect that my ass has fucking had to endure and expected that every single encounter, shut up, let it go. It ain't that serious. Leave it alone. Ignore it. Forget it. Don't do that. I wouldn't give a second to all, I mean, every fucking encounter. And I can't speak up on none of it. Why? Because this bitch was dragging my ass in the fucking court again and again and again. And I don't do jail. Three months was enough for me. And this motherfucker got away with everything. So, long story short, or point to my story is this. 
with all that being said, and that's not even half of it, baby. That's not even half of the shit. But with all that being said, he has the audacity, and him, her, him and her both have the audacity to make it seem like I'm a jealous ex-wife. That's more insulting to me than even sending my ass to fucking jail because I'm like, really? For real? I always tell motherfuckers, when I put the trash out, I'm done with it. Why would I be cool with this? The only reason me and her are not cool to this day is because she put her fucking hands on me. Had she not done that, I would have no problem with this bitch. But when you put your hands on me and then you get away, away with it and you run around telling motherfuckers while I'm in jail, yeah, I had to beat her ass. Bitch! And the more motherfuckers expect me to just go on trip, let it go. I wouldn't think about that shit. I wouldn't give it a second thought. I wouldn't even worry about it. The more I hear that shit, it intensifies the hatred I have for this bitch because I'm taking it off both fucking ends. Let it go. Quit tripping. Every fucking encounter. And this bitch is like, yeah, quit tripping, bitch. Quit tripping. What you finna do? You ain't finna do shit. I'm like, no, I'm not. Not what you standing with that goddamn, that police, ba police badge in front of you. Fuck no, I'm not. But put that bitch there. But she will not do that shit. And then the cold part was, even when we would be at the baseball game by herself, this bitch would walk her fat ass around me. When you got protection, when you got a force field around you, how nigga you can walk in front of a lion and be like, eh, what this motherfucker finna do? Nigga, I ain't finna, nigga, you ain't finna do shit. Because she wasn't no more safe around me than a piece of red meat would be around a hungry fucking lion. But she knew, she knows I know my limitations. She knows I don't do jail. And she knows all she got to do is in three magical fucking numbers. And guess what? The bitch with the strike, the bitch with the record is gone. What'd she do to you, you poor baby? You poor, poor thing. what that big badass her girl do to you now? She's sitting there looking at her wounds like she was messing with me. Even though your ass is sitting there taunting the fucking shit out of bitch. And my ex-husband, this motherfucker got no backbone. Because you know what? To lose yourself... He let this bitch run him like a motherfucking train. Oh, like a fucking train. He ain't even got the ball. He didn't have balls when we was together like that. He wasn't no punk, but when it comes to a bitch, he's a fucking punk. When it comes to being a fucking man, he now, let me tell you. Oh, hold on, hold on. Let me say this. Now, we've been, we've been separated for over a decade now. While I was in jail, guess what this motherfucker did? He went and got a job that he still has to this day. 10, uh, excuse me, third, 12 years on the same job. Bought a house. And you couldn't keep a job, a part-time job, to save me and your fucking kid's life. Is it insulting? Fuck yeah, a little bit. But fuck it, whatever. But the fucked up insulting part is you got the audacity to be looking down on me like I ain't shit today. Why? Because this bitch that he's with don't know his history. She know what the fuck he tells her. She know what the fuck he tells her. She don't know the truth. And she's a sponge anyway. Whatever my man says is what the fucking truth must be. Nah, bitch. If you weren't so scared of my ass, I sit your ass down and tell you about your really about your man. But then really, it don't even fucking matter because this nigga is doing fucking well now. It's a little insulting. He really is. But at the same time, you know, it is what the fuck it is. The whole fucking time we was together, the decade we was together, you couldn't keep a fucking job to save your fucking kid's life. To provide for your family. When all I was saying to you was, could you please do the same thing with me, with, with somebody helping you, that you would have to do if you was alone. And that's just survive, baby. Just survive.
But now you done got with her and now you Mr. Motherfucking Man. You the nigga right now. You got a good job with the city. Nigga, you bring in dope. Bought a house. Congratulations, bruh. Congratulations. But you still ain't shit in my life. You'll never be shit in my motherfucking life. What kind of motherfucker? When I was my when my kids were fucking Oh man. I don't know. They must have been about six or seven years old. Maybe eight. His father became a fucking ordained minister. I was um our our first had already been baptized. We wanted to get our our, our twins baptized, right? I brought up the, now. This is before me and him fell out. This is before 2010. I brought up the fucking idea of hey, it might be a great idea to have the twins baptized by their grandfather. Wonderful. He set up in my mama's house with me and my mother at the dining room table, planned it all out, and said, "I'm gonna talk to my dad. I'll get back to y'all and let y'all know what he said." This was one week. Two weeks passed by. I'm waiting for this nigga to get back to me because he maybe he ain't talked to his daddy yet. My mama, I'm outside in my truck smoking with my new friend. My mama comes to the in front of my mama's house. My mama comes to the front window and opens and says, "Hey, you know your kids getting baptized tomorrow?" I said, "No, they're not. I'm waiting for him to call us back." No, he's getting back. They're getting baptized tomorrow. This motherfucker was about to baptize my kids. Told his entire fucking family. Everybody except their mama. Every fucking body except me. And when I brought it to his attention, bitch, I ain't had time to be doing. Wait, whoa, what? What? Oh yeah, he got nasty. I pushed the fuck. I almost broke my wrist that night. I pushed the fucking wall so motherfucker. I was like, this motherfucker ain't shit. You was really had my mama not seen what the fuck they put on Facebook. You mean to tell me my kids would have got baptized and I was, you going to leave me the fuck out? Yeah, that's exactly what the motherfucker was going to do. That's exactly what this motherfucker was going to do. And then I'm a bitch because I'm mad about it? Oh, what mother wouldn't mind that shit? So you know what I did? Oh, I interrupted that shit, baby. I interrupted. I got to the church the next morning. I had to fucking go. See, I had to go about it. Fucking very, very, uh. Thoughtfully, because I'm not, you know, it's more than one way to skin a fucking cat, right? So I said, you know, we argued that night or whatever, and, you know, call and stay, exchange some fucking names. I switched it up and got cool. I said, listen, I'm going to come get the kids and take them out to breakfast. Boop, 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 boop. He knew what I was up to, but I said, but he knew he wasn't stupid enough to stop me. So I show up at the fucking church the next fucking morning, about an hour before the fucking ceremony. Can I tell you, the street is lying. This nigga whole family is there. So I said, we just go take the kid. Me and my friend came and got the kids. We just go go to breakfast and um and uh and I'll bring them back before the fucking ceremony. So y'all can baptize my kids. And I'm sitting in my truck waiting for this motherfucker to bring my kids out. I said, where the kids at? And I'm sitting there smiling. The look on his face, he didn't want to do it, but he saw the look on my face. He said, this bitch is gonna fucking this bitch is gonna rip. He knew I would tear the motherfucking church down. You ain't gonna disrespect me like that, motherfucker, but you think it's okay. So I got him, he brought my kids. I said, where my kids? where bring my babies out? And I'm like I said, ain't no hollering, ain't no screaming, ain't no cussing. I'm talking, hey, bring the kids out. Come on, where the baby's at? He brings my, hey, mommy, hey, baby, how you doing? We go on and go to South City for fucking lunch or breakfast or breakfast or whatever. And we sat out there for about two hours. Church was over with. He calls me back two, three hours later. Can you bring the kids to the house? We like to see them balling. Sure, no problem. He was staying with the bitch on Tioga Street in the city. Sure, of course I'll bring the kids back over. Get back from church? Good. I hope church hope you enjoy church. 
kids dressed, changed their clothes, took them back over there to where their daddy was. The whole fucking family sitting outside, long-faced in a motherfucker. Long-faced in a motherfucker. What kind of mother would stop their kids from fucking being baptized? What kind of devil-ass bitch is she? The kind of bitch that wouldn't go fucking be there? Bitch, the fuck you mean? But I didn't say that. That was just some shit somebody put on Facebook, right? And that's how I responded to it. But when I pulled up to the fucking house, everybody was sitting outside face long than the motherfucker, baby. And I mean long face. Long face than the motherfucker, baby. And I'm like, hey, everybody, how you doing? Let the kids out the car. They go, hey. Everybody sitting there looking sideways, right? Except for my, except for my, except for my, my sister-in-law. Bless her soul. She passed away. But she's the only one that fucking was feeling me. She's the only one that knew what the fuck was going on. And, uh, everybody's sitting there looking all sideways. I'm like, how y'all doing? How everybody doing? Everybody's facial expression, especially the fat bitch, has something to say. I'm like, you got a problem? You got something to say? I said, because your face is saying something at your mouth. Let it come out your mouth if you got something to say. She's just sitting there hitting her motherfucking cigarette. Yeah, okay. Well, y'all have a good day. I'll see y'all later. Drop my kids off, turn my music up, and bounce the fuck out. But guess who the evil bitch was? Guess who the punk ass bitch was? Oh, that'd be me. Guess who didn't give a fuck? Oh, that'd be me again. You think you gonna do some weak punk ass shit like that? What the fuck did this nigga tell them? What shit? I just didn't want to come? What did this motherfucker tell these ignorant ass bitch ass people that would make them look at me like I was wrong because I stopped my kids from getting fucking baptized? Well, she just didn't feel like coming and so she stopped the whole fucking thing? What the fuck did you tell her? I know it wasn't the truth. I know you didn't tell motherfuckers, well, I didn't invite her. I didn't tell her about it. Who does that kind of shit? This is the kind of bitch-ass shit that this nigga does. But I'm the asshole because I get mad about it. I got twins. I'm the kind of mama, what I won't do for one, I won't do for the other, and vice fucking versa. What I do for one, I'll do for the other. I'll do for all my fucking kids. I remember one year, my twins had a fucking, um, had a fucking, um, uh, um, we know the, the thing when they sell the gift wrap at the end of the, you know, Christmas time. A fundraiser. And my daughter, when they brought the, my kids back home, my daughter came back with all these fucking orders on her thing. And I said, oh, let me see your order. Let me talk to her brother. Let me see your order. This nigga shit was blank. They bought everything from my daughter and nothing from my son. He felt so bad. I was furious. How in the fuck? Where was your daddy? He was there. He did this. He, oh, bruh. I called this nigga about the shit. This motherfucker like, bitch. You're whoa, 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 nigga. Hold on, nigga. Then the bitch in the background, bitch. You ain't finna be. What you gonna say? You gonna say something? About, all right. Okay. Say to do something. You gonna do something about it? Yeah, I didn't think so. And go that dog on that leash again, and you standing just yay far enough, yay far enough to where I can't put my hands on you. But you and you like, yeah, I didn't think you was gonna do shit. I didn't think so. That's what I thought. And she let those words physically, literally, come out of her fucking mouth. And my punk ass, I, okay, okay. Because why? I'm not fighting the police. I can't fight the police. I can't fight the motherfucker. Because what I'll do to your ass. You will definitely be able to call the fucking police about because I can't fuck your ass up the way that you fucking my kids up, the way that you fucking with me. So you win every time, hands fucking down. 
And then you act like you just got it like that. Like you just really got it like that. Bitch, you ain't got it like that. So, get back to my point. When people don't have to deal with certain situations and they look at your situation, it's easy to make light of a situation when it's not affecting you. We have to be very fucking careful. Very fucking careful about how we look at people and judge others' situations that have nothing to do with you. It's easy to, to, to dilute somebody's shit. It's easy to make somebody feel like, well, it's not that damn serious. Maybe not to you, it's not. But last time I checked, I don't need your motherfucking approval of what's serious and what's not serious enough for me to be tripping off of it when I'm affected by it personally. But people do it all the time. I was on the phone with somebody yesterday. Their dad leaves a very bad taste in my fucking mouth. I deal with it because he's my kid's father. I have no fucking choice. But I personally can't stand the motherfucker because he ain't shit and I know he ain't shit. I don't give a fuck what fucking kind of story or what kind of fucking shit he's doing right now. The history that I have with him personally, he ain't shit. He can tell everybody all the fucking stories. And trust me, this motherfucker has told some hella fly stories. This motherfucker even went so far as to take my fucking kids from school and take them to the police station with him. This is when I first got out of jail to file a fake police report on me. Tell me these motherfuckers ain't above the law. When the fuck did filing a fake police report become legal? Because how do I know? Because I was on probation at the time. And my probation officer called me. Talk about she can have me fucking put back into custody. Because my ex-husband came to her fucking, went to the police station with my kids. And told them that I was running around talking about I was pregnant with his fucking baby. And you know what got me out of that shit? She's like, I can come get you right now based on what his police report, what he said in his police report. And you know how, you know what stopped me from getting arrested again? I said, first of all, that's a lie because I have nothing to do with this motherfucker. Wouldn't touch him for fucking shit. But my tubes are fucking tired. I'm not pregnant. I had to go to the motherfucking, um, no, I didn't have to go nowhere. She wanted me to come down and take a pregnancy test. I said, no. I said, my tubes are fucking tired. I had to go find my paperwork from when I had a tube obligation on September 9th, 2004, the day after my twins were born, and show her that my tubes were tired. There's no fucking way. And some other, I can't remember the other shit that he said that was also found out to be a fucking lie. So he filed a fictitious police report on me and took my kids from school to do it. When he could have just, bought, they were supposed to come home to me. But he took my kids to the police station. Matter of fact, you know how when you take your kids, when the police be around kids, the police will, um, the police will give the kids, um, uh, stickers, bad stickers. I have, and that's how I found out. That's how I found out what had happened before my probation officer called me because my kids came, when he brought the kids home, they all had police stickers. And I was like, well, the police was at the school today, what happened? Well, you guys had a police uh, presentation? They're like, no, we went to the police station with daddy. The police officers gave us the... What? Ten minutes later, my phone is ringing. My fucking probation officer, who was, a not, who was not really a nice lady at, at the time, because she thought I was an asshole. She thought I was wrong, but she didn't really fucking know who I was. She didn't know my situation. She was just going off of what the paperwork fucking said. So I find this police stickers in my kids' binders. And I still have one to this day because I will not throw it away. I will not throw it away because I never want to forget how fucked up this motherfucking nigga is. 
and how above the law him and this bitch is. I don't know if she's under his umbrella or if he's under her fucking umbrella. Because these two motherfuckers is some lucky bitches. I bet you they, if they had played, if they played a lottery, they should have been hit the fucking lottery. Because these motherfuckers is the luckiest bitches on the planet. Because in spite of all this shit that this motherfucker did to me, people still look at me like, like, shut up. Like, quit tripping. I don't like to hear this nigga name. I don't like to see this nigga face. But the cold part is though, he has the audacity to look down on me after all the fucking shit. My grandmother, this nigga used to cry so fucking much. Mind you, before all that, I'm going to just put it out there. This nigga did me so cold. This nigga had a restraining order put on him. I bet you. He didn't tell. <clears throat> he didn't tell. Um, he, I bet you he didn't tell his bitch, his new bitch, his bitches went now. I bet you he didn't tell the story about Kanjaya Thomas. Kanjaya Thomas. I will never forget that name too because that's the bitch that terrorized me. That's the bitch that I had to abort my child for because of him fucking around with her. That's the bitch that drugged not just him, but me in the court too. Because of him. Because he was fucking around with her at his job. Again, another way he lost another one of his fucking good ass jobs at a law firm downtown San Francisco. I was three months pregnant. Two and a half, three months pregnant with our, with our second child. Who was, in my opinion, right on target to be two and a half years apart. And that's how far apart one of my kids. That's how far apart him and his brother fucking, his brother is. They're exactly two years and one week apart. I always thought it was cool because I said, hey, if we ever have kids together, I'd like for our kids to be that fucking close together. You know, I mean, it's nice to grow up. I'm six years apart from my parents of the child. Not that it fucking matters, but, you know, I'd rather my kids be closer in age. And luckily they are. But however, the one that I was pregnant with at that time was set, was due a week, two years and exactly two weeks after our firstborn. Perfect timing. But I ended up having to have an abortion because this nigga lost his job because he got the job fucking with this bitch. Mind you, I'm at the bar station waiting for this bitch ass nigga. He at the job fucking this other bitch. How did I find out? I found out when the motherfucking sheriffs came to my house. And sheriffs and my dad was there when that shit happened. And he must have knew because we were there. I had no clue. The doorbell rang. It's a Saturday. We in the motherfucking house chilling. I'm pregnant. The doorbell rings. He runs to the fucking thing. He must have seen the sheriff's car. This nigga went from the front window and took off downstairs to the door fast than the motherfucker. My dad was leaving. And when he came back in, when my husband came back inside, he got some paperwork in his hand. He looking crazy. He's, my dad was like, that's a restraining order. I'm like, restraining order for what? I'm not like, bro, what's up? What, what's that? He ain't saying shit. He ain't saying He just sitting there looking, just scratching his fucking head like he don't believe what he's reading. I'm like, what is that? Show it to me. So I get mad at the boss three, four times and after he ain't saying that, I snatched the paper. And I'm reading the shit. I'm like, Jay Thomas, you, what the? F <laughs> this bitch was psycho. That was the beginning of a torturous ass three months. Took his ass to court. They hit him with a three-year restraining order because she was obsessed with this motherfucker. She was obsessed. Yeah, the nigga obviously put it on her. And she thought he was going to leave me. And when he figured, like, are you? This bitch starts sending death threats to my house. 
pictures of my pictures of dead bodies with my name on a toe tag, pictures of bitches getting gang raped with my name on the eye, the, you know, blindfolded with my name on a blindfold. She had this motherfucker called Pretty Tony calling my house. This bitch even went so far. My mother had a daycare that my kids were at, that my son was at at the time. Okay, she didn't know the daycare provided for my son was my mom. So this bitch calls the fucking daycare, not knowing that she's talking to my mother, to tell her, oh, I'm coming to pick him up from daycare. His dad wants me to pick him up. My mom was like, who the fuck is you? I'll never forget, that day that day that, that happened, my ex-husband, my husband at the time, drove me to work that day. He had the fucking car. My mama called me about 2 o'clock that fucking afternoon and was like, you know somebody just called here talking about they're coming to pick up your son from daycare. But what? <laughs> Nigga? <laughs> Nigga? <laughs> I worked all the way across town. I was working at Kaiser. All the way across town in San Francisco. I left my job. I don't think I even said nothing to nobody. I just left my fucking job on foot. Ready to kill this bitch and this bitch nigga. And all this nigga did the whole fucking time was cry. Cry like a little bitch. You got niggas calling my house about I'm calling for her. I'm her pimp. Death threats. This bitch was psycho. So I called her one day and was like, bitch, you gonna stop this shit. Next thing you know, she trying to send a restraining order for put a restraining order on me. Unlike the new bitch who, who got the restraining order, the judge was like, Did she come after you? Did she come then? She's like, No, she just called me. It was like, man, we don't we don't issue restraining orders for phone calls. Next case dismissed. But she got one on his ass though. Lost his job. We lost the baby. Fuck my entire life up because of you, your dick, and this bitch. And all you do is cry. Oh, baby, I just had He cries so fucking much. My grandmother, bless her fucking soul. He cries so much. My grandmother looked at him. And my grandmother never said shit. She never said much because she's seen a lot of the shit too, but she never said shit. She said to this one day, You know, for a man, you do a lot of muffle. You do sure do do a lot of crying. Instead of drying it up. This motherfucker ran away like red after Debo stole his motherfucking chain, crying, arms flailing, ran into the crowd, ran into the room, boohooing, jumped across the bed and was, <laughs> I bullshit you not. As his wife, who was already pissed off, you cannot imagine how embarrassing that shit was to have my grandmother and then she didn't, you know, she wasn't trying to be mean about but she just looked at him because he was standing there crying so much. She said, you know, for a man, you sure do do a lot of crying easily. And this nigga took off, damn near screaming and hollering, crying. Double fucking embarrassing. So for this motherfucker to actually fucking have the nerve to look at me like I ain't shit today. I take it real fucking personal. And every time... Somebody mentions this nigga name, it makes me want to vomit. Every time I see this motherfucker, and the, he's cocky about it. If anything, he should be so fucking humble to my ass, considering I carried your motherfucking ass. I had three kids, not four. But when we were together, I wasn't proud to be the breadwinner. Especially not when you were at the house fucking my cousin. Oh yeah, I was getting it was getting down like that too. It was nasty. So you disrespected me all the fucking way around. And it's crazy because the bitch that he would now have the audacity to tell me, well, he might have cheated on you, but he would never do that to me. 
I know one of the bitches that this nigga was fucking with recently. I met her. I met her. And when his name came up, she's like, oh, yeah, fuck around. Oh, do you know how bad? Do you know how bad I would love to tell the bitch how them words taste? But I can't say that to the bitch because she's so untouchable. If I even look at this bitch, this bitch, not one. And she got her thumb or finger on the other one. Ready to call them boys. But you such a bad motherfucker. You ain't, I ain't scared of you. I ain't scared of you. What the fuck you did here? What the fuck you But you steady got your finger on the trigger, right? And you calling me. She said, my church, your bitch called me an internet gangster. I didn't even know what the fuck to say, honestly. Because my only questions to her on the internet and, the, and, 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 and text messages, what time and time and place? That's all I want to know. I ain't got time for this. I'm too grown for this shit, but you ain't too grown to make me want to beat your ass, though. You too grown to fucking see me about it, but you ain't too grown to make me want to see you about it. Because we, bitch. And she's like, well, I know I've done things to piss you off, and you've done things to piss me off. What the fuck have I done to piss you off? Bitch, we would still be cool had you kept your hands to yourself. Bottom fucking line. And then you think it's okay to talk shit to my kids about me? Yeah, well, your mama's this and your mama's that. You ain't got that motherfucking right. But you gave yourself that right because what? And all the shit, tell me, all the shit, years and years and years of it. And everybody, people still look at me like, you still tripping off of this nigga? You still, just let the shit go. How can you let something go that's got a hold of you, first of all? How you let something go that keep on fucking happening? That's what makes me fucking look at people like, bro, you really are fucked up. People really are fucked up. People are really fucking one-sided. And that's why to this day... I look at people like, I don't expect to see nobody get mad about shit. Nothing. I'm going to deny, I mean, I'm going to um, degrade every, any, don't come to me even with a piece of a fucking attitude. Let it go. That's my only fucking answer to anybody's problem. Let that shit fuck. You mad about it? Are you mad? Let that shit go. And a few times I've said to somebody, can I tell you how much of an attitude they have with me? They looked at me like, bitch, are you serious? How the fuck you gonna tell me to let some shit? R- r- really? Before you finish that sentence, look at me and think about who you're talking to. Think about what you're saying before you fucking say it. Oh, no, they didn't. No, no, no. So basically what they're telling me is, fuck what you went through. Now it's me. Now it counts. Now it matters. And people will make you feel like that on a regular and not give a fuck about it. And that's what bothers me. Why do you have to be the motherfucker in the situation for you to give any type of credit to somebody who's going through some fucked up shit? Why do you get to fucking be the judge, jury, and sometimes the executioner on what somebody else's motherfucking problem is that ain't got shit to do with you? And don't you think that if you tell somebody what they shouldn't be tripping off of, what ain't no big fucking deal, don't you think you should be emulating that same motherfucking, the same motherfucking um, behavior, your motherfucking self, should you fucking happen to face a situation? I'm talking about from the smallest motherfucking thing. And it, if somebody step on your foot and keep it walking, let it go. Let it go. Because if I'm supposed to let go of all this big shit that fucking happens, then certainly the little shit is most definitely, most certainly easy to let go of, right? If somebody's degrading you and using your kids to try to disrespect you, let it go. If somebody's telling your kids, I do more for you than your punk ass mama or daddy do, let it go, right? What kind of shit is that? It's the kind of shit that they do to people that really don't fucking matter. And then when you say that, so I say this to say this. I 
do not like to hear anything about my kid's father. Even though I'm, you know, I know that's their daddy and that's what it is, what it is. I don't like to hear shit about it. And when I do hear about it, I'm like, fuck that nigga. And so somebody told me yesterday, do we have to hear that every fucking time this nigga name come up? I'm like, you did not listen. But I don't think that I have to, but I think I got the right, considering all the shit I've been through, to speak on how I feel about it, since I got to fucking hear this nigga name. You don't agree with it? So what? Yeah, but why do we all have to hear it? Well, shit, don't I have the right to speak the fuck up? So it's fucking crazy. You have to take the shit and shh. Yeah, what he did to you was fucked up. Yeah, he got away with murder. Yeah, he wasn't shit. Yeah, but could you just shut up about it? So you got to take that L, swallow that bitch, digest it, and then be quiet. Because we don't want to hear it. At this point in my life, I don't really give a fuck what you want to hear. I honestly don't. No more than I wanted to go through 10, 12 years of the shit that I've been through. It ain't fair. It ain't right. But it is what it is, right? And also, like I said, it also makes me look at things these days like, these days, I don't expect to see anybody upset, mad, frustrated about nothing. Because everything that I've been through, everything that I've been frustrated about and ever spoke the fuck up about, people always look at me like, shut up. Like, damn. And I don't just go around complaining for nothing, but there are certain things that fucking trigger me. And there's certain things that really trigger my ass when, I'm, when, when, when I know that if this was happening to anybody else, you motherfuckers wouldn't be fucking appreciative of me. You would fucking not like the shit. But I have to not just fucking... It's okay for me not to like it, but you got to deal with it and you got to go through it and shut up about it, please. I'm like, nigga, get the fuck out of here. While these motherfuckers sitting over the side like, yeah, shut up. Yeah, that's what I thought. It's nothing worse than taking an L and being taunted by it. Nothing worse than making than somebody making you feel like you're a motherfucking pussy or a punk. No motherfucker, well, they ass is a motherfucking punk. This bitch is a sucker ass bitch. But guess what? She can do whatever the fuck she wants because nothing that she does and nothing that this nigga does. This nigga is, 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 is anything that anybody gives a fuck about but me. And since I'm the only minute motherfucker to give a fuck about it, shut up. It's only affecting you and affecting none of us. So could you shut up about it, please? Yeah, what they did is fucked up. Yeah, what they did is fucking not right. Yeah, it's annoying. But could you shut up, please? Way to degrade somebody's fucking feelings. Way to take away from how somebody fucking feels, ain't it? So naturally, naturally, if you see something, if I see something somebody else is mad about, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm waiting. It sounds, it sounds petty, don't it? And, but when you've been through what I've been through, or you know, you've been through enough of a traumatic situation, and people and, and had your feelings degraded enough, and been had and had your back up against the wall, and been at the mercy of punk motherfuckers long as I have, I done gave myself the right to talk shit when I fucking want to. Because if that's all you gotta fucking deal with, stop being a bitch and fucking let it go. How about that? Stop being a bitch and deal with it. I had to. And I was dealing with the disrespectful end of it. I was dealing with the disrespectful end about it. Ain't no worse than being being made to be somebody's bitch. And my mommy said, my mommy told me, I hate when you call yourself, you are nobody's bitch. Say that shit again. You sure you want to say that? Because really, I don't believe that's how you do your bitch. You treat them how you want to treat them. And then you like, shit, you better shut the fuck up. Take this shit and shut the fuck up. That's how you do your bitch. Or a bitch. And being the fact that I've been done like that all too motherfucking often.
even using my children to do this shit. And this bitch ass nigga let this woman, let this bitch get away with. And then she, what you finna do about it? You ain't finna do shit about it. Do something with her hand on the motherfucking trigger. Calling me a fucking punk and an internet gangster. Talking about you ain't finna run up on me. You're right. Not with that fucking phone in your hand. Not with that badge in front of your ass. Fuck no, I'm not. I'm bad. I'm a bad motherfucker, nigga. But I ain't that motherfucking bad. I can't go up against no bad. I'm not going up against no bad. But you take your fat ass and put that bitch down. Nigga, come see me then. We not going to do that shit. Why? I'm not going to take that fucking L. Because she know I will beat that ass. Oh, that's right. I forgot. And she's too grown. It's funny how she's too grown to face me. But she's just young enough, I guess. Or just immature enough to do things that make me want to fuck your ass up. To do things that are so disrespectful that when I come at your ass, I'm like, I ain't got time for this. I'm too grown for this shit. I remember when the fuck, when, I, when, when, when the first, when I got out of jail and the first restraining order was in place, I wanted to get this bitch so motherfucking bad, but I, you know, I'm scared of going back to jail. I ain't going back to jail for shit. I ain't trying to see these niggas. I ain't trying to talk to these niggas. And they just having a fucking good ass to me. I, bitch, I didn't think so. And what you finna, you finna say something? You finna say something? Bitch, oh, no, I'm not finna say that. That's what I thought, bitch. Okay, all right. So, I had my parents as a child when we was cool at the time. Let me use his Facebook page. And so I hit the bitch up on Facebook and was like, yeah, um... Um, my sister, nigga, is trying to see me. She's like, ain't nobody scared of your sister. Your sister want to see me. She got the wrong white girl. She got me fucked up. We can see, she can see me any motherfucking time. I'm like, oh my. But remember, she thought she was talking to my brother. She got the wrong white girl. She think my ass is finna be. I ain't scared of your sister. She can see me. We can see me any motherfucking time. All she got to say is a word. Woo, 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 woo. I said, well, let me tell you who you really talking to, bitch. Oh, I'm too grown for this shit. I ain't got time for this shit. I'm too grown. I still got the email. Ain't got no reason to motherfucking put 10 on the 2, 2 on the 10, 20 on the 40. Nothing, nigga. I still got the email to this day. Yeah, I'm too great. Yeah, she can see me. We can see each other. She got the wrong right girl. We ain't got time. Ain't got time for that bitch. I finna, you know, she want to see me. She can see me. All she got to let me know dude, is the pace and the time. We can do this. Oh, 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 shit. That must be music to my motherfucking ears, nigga. Well, let me tell you something, bitch. Let me tell you who you really talking to then, nigga. Oh, I'm too grown for that shit. I ain't got time. You know, I'm too grown. You know, you need to mature. You need to grow the fuck up. Oh, okay. How convenient. But she wins every time. So when it comes to this bitch, so I refer to her these days as the bitch. And the nigga as the bitch nigga. But for some reason, it offends some people. Now, I'm not talking about my kids. I'm talking about, like, you know, people that I be around or people that, you know, when their name come up around some people. Oh, you talking about the bitch and the bitch nigga? Everybody starts looking at me stupid. It's like, what? fuck what they did to me. Fuck all that. Yeah, we know they did some fucked up shit, but you know, you gotta let that shit go. They already won. They already won. I still want to whoop this bitch ass. Because she needs it. Because the only reason why she gets away with the shit is because she, the law allows her fucking to. Because she know I ain't trying to go back to jail. So she got a... She got a lifetime force field walking around her ass. And this bitch be, she be sassing her fat ass around me. I'm like, bitch, you ain't no fuck, bitch. And she be looking at me like, you finna say something? And trust me, she has asked me that so many times. And, and the cold part is though, even if I did whoop her ass, she going straight to the fucking police anyway. So the bitch wins the fucking war. 
all the fucking way. That's not sitting well with me. That shit is like an ulcer in my motherfucking stomach. You went all the motherfucking way around, bitch. And on top of it, the peanut gallery, everybody outside of me is like, come on, get over this shit. Let it go. Nigga, you don't know what all the shit that I done had to go through. Nigga, I done been, this is over a decade of being taunted and tormented. But it's easy to minimize somebody else's situation when you have, it has no effect on you whatsoever. It's just something that you just don't feel like fucking hearing. You think somebody feel like going through it? People don't give a fuck about empathy when it's fucking not their problem. All people pay say, oh, I got empathy, but you just be doing too much. No, I didn't do too much. They did too much. Why would they? And then I look at God like, so you just let these motherfuckers just tap dance all over my motherfucking ass. And you just got nothing but protection for their ass. Seriously, nigga? <coughs> so I got a problem with your ass, too. You offer that you give these motherfuckers that much motherfucking freedom to do a nigga like that, and especially with my ex husband, because I'm like, bitch, nigga, you should be on your fucking knees kissing my ass all the fucking all the time, all the years I done carried your bitch ass. But now you big dog now, right? Mister fucking had a job for ten years. Mister bought a fucking house, got money in your fucking bank account. Lucky you. Congratulations, you bitch ass piece of shit nigga. You may have your shit together now, but remember, my memories and our history is a lot different than what the fuck you telling and what you dealing with now, bitch. But all they look at me, oh, you're so confrontational, you're so confrontational. <laughs> Motherfucker, I got a right to be, bitch. And so to keep everybody else comfortable, I'm asked to just keep my comments to myself. Well, motherfucker, nope. Nope. I don't give a fuck if it's right or wrong. It's how I fucking feel. You agree with it? You don't agree with it? Ask me if I give a fuck. But if you can relate to it, you understand what I'm talking about. You may not agree with all my actions, but then again, for me, there wasn't really no actions at all other than me talking shit. Because I damn sure can't do nothing about it. But if you think that it's easy to just not be able to do anything about it and have to swallow that fucking sh that, that, that cruise ship, that's what it feels like. You lose the fucking battle, the war, and you got to shut up. Shut the fuck up and swallow the cruise ship. Swallow the SUV. Whole, bitch. Shut up and swallow. Shut up and swallow. Yeah, that was fucked up, but shut up and swallow. And we don't want to hear no oohs and owls and ouches and owls. We, we don't want to hear that shit. Now get back to acting like everything is okay. Or be mad. But be, be mad. So don't inconvenience the rest of us. Even though this nigga's in your face, and we bringing this nigga up, and something about this nigga come, oh yeah, don't we don't we don't want to hear that shit. You take that shit silently, nigga. You take it up the ass quietly for the rest of our sakes, okay? Fuck what happened to you. I mean, yeah, it wasn't right, but fuck what happened to you. Oh, thank you, but we love you, okay? We love you. Oh, yeah, okay. So when I say. You know, I have a chip on my shoulder. Yeah, I do. I got a big chip on my shoulder. I have every fucking reason to. It's nothing like watching a motherfucker who ain't shit win. It ain't nothing like being put through fucking hell and being looked at and being looked at like you're the bad guy because you're like, hey, 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 that's enough. I'm t what the fuck? I'm tired. Don't do that. It's okay whatever the fuck that's done to you. But what's not okay is you speaking up about it. When did that start? Who wrote that rule? Motherfuckers who ain't bothered by nothing that you've been through. That ain't even half of it. But my point is, 
Stop being so judgmental towards things that especially ain't your fucking problem. You have no right to say how somebody should take the trip that they took because you've been through whatever the fuck you've been through. It ain't got a motherfucking thing to do with the next motherfucker. Nothing, baby. Nothing. You ain't got to like it. Just respect it. Somebody speaking how they feel about something else, ain't no toward, they, don't, they don't disrespect at all towards you. But consider the disrespect that they might have fucking had to endure. I have a pure hatred for this nigga. My mama asked me a couple days ago, you ever thought about this nigga, you know, in that way before, lately? I said, if that motherfucker was the last piece of dick on earth, I'll fuck a cat. Seriously. And maybe my hatred for him wouldn't be so bad if he didn't get away with all the shit that he's gotten away with. When he did $7,000 of damage to my fucking car because I wouldn't be with him no fucking more. The guy that I was with at the time, the friend I had at the time, he paid for that shit out of his own pocket. Why the fuck did motherfucking this nigga get away with that shit? Because he ain't had a motherfucking dime. Oh, let's not talk about... I'm going to end it after this. Disneyland. I came up on some money back in 20, 2009. We were separated. But um, I came up on enough money to take my baby to Disneyland. The first thing I did was buy tickets to go to Disneyland. And I searched high and low for somebody to go to Disneyland with us. Outside of having to take their daddy. Well, nobody was able to go. Long story short, I ended up having to take their daddy. Before I took their daddy, the night before we was going to leave, the kids were supposed to be with him. He had a date. He had a date with some chick. And um, he asked me, could I take the kids so him and his date could go to a wedding or whatever and have some time with himself? No problem. I said, just be up here by midnight so we can ship out. Long story short, this nigga did not fucking show up. I had to go get this nigga. And then he going to get mad at me because, nigga, it's damn at 1 o'clock in the morning. I used to down here fucking. And all I did was ask you to just be up here so we can get the kids out. Because we didn't tell the kids where we were going. We just going to wake him up and say, guess where we going? So, I wake him up. I get his ass off of the pussy he was in. And we go to Disneyland. I paid $5,000 for the trip. I'm not saying how much I paid for the trip to brag at any fucking cost at all. I'm saying that to say that this nigga... Got a free trip to Disneyland. And yes, I asked him to go because I couldn't find nobody else to go. But you would have thought the motherfucker could have had asked somebody in the family, could I borrow $20 just so you have some motherfucking money in your pocket? I went down there and blew five stacks on my babies. But when we ate, he ate. I never left this nigga out. When we ate, he ate. When we had fun, he had fun. It was a family thing. For I could not stand this motherfucker. I was so pissed at this nigga. I wanted to vomit. But I wasn't going to ruin this trip for my fucking kids. My kids were juice. I was juice for my fucking kids. We drove, we rented a car. I rented a car and we drove down there. Had a good ass fucking time. Spent all my fucking money. Never asked him for a fucking dime. Never. The whole three days we were down there. Didn't ask him for shit until we were on our way back and we're running out of gas. And I put my last 20 in the fucking tank. And after, do you, I mean, all, and all we needed, we were like in Oakland or something like that. We got the, the, the 20 I put in, got us to Oakland. And I was like, you got five on you? This nigga didn't have a fucking red 
So I, ain't gonna, I ain't gonna nothing. That's what really that was his words. I had to call my play mama who lived in Oakland, luckily, and who came from her house in the Oakland Hills and bought me $20 fucking dollars so we can get the fuck home. This nigga had not a red fucking cent. However, when he gets home, and subsequent to the days that we have returned from Disneyland, I start hearing the stories about how we, he, took the kids to Disneyland. Matter of fact, the bitch he was with before we left for Disneyland for some reason ended up beefing with my ass and was like, yeah, if it wasn't for your for your um for your kid's daddy, you had you no, you talk about you he you I tagged along. I tagged the fuck along. On a trip to Disneyland. So he basically took the kids. This is the story he's telling. He took the kids to Disneyland. I tagged the fuck along. And she's talking shit. She's like, yeah, bitch. You talk about, you talk about, um, yeah, but next time you pay for the trip to Disneyland, bitch. Whoa, 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 whoa. Nigga, don't be a tag along, bitch. He took the kids to Disneyland and barked your punk ass. The fuck, nigga? What? Because this nigga running around talking about, yeah, I took the kid. I took the kids to Disneyland. We took the kids to Disneyland and he footed the motherfucking trip. This bitch ass lying, sorry motherfucker didn't have a fucking dime. He didn't even all we needed was five dollars to get across the fucking bridge. Did, I ain't got shit. This nigga pulled his, pulling his pockets out lit and shit falling out of his motherfucking pockets. I spent five racks for you to come back home and tell my father, yeah, I took the kids to Disneyland I had to bring her punk ass. But that's the kind of shit that this bitch nigga does. And then everybody's like, oh, and, and I'm not supposed to be insulted about it at all. Well, yeah, he but you know the truth. So don't worry about what he, no, 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 fuck that shit. But everything that he do, everybody, oh, it's not that serious. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Just don't, get the fuck out of here. Because when you got a rap sheet like his, and then you do some bitch shit like that. Nigga, it ain't as easy to just accept, oh yeah, that nigga was just talking shit. No, it ain't that fucking simple. Ain't that simple at all, nigga. But people will always make it seem like it is. Because why? It wasn't their money. wasn't their time. They wasn't the motherfucker that was lied on. They ain't the motherfucker that was talking shit to either. So of course, it's no big deal. Quit tripping. Leave it alone. Let it go. Don't even think about it. I wouldn't give it a second thought. I wouldn't be... Because it's easy to demean a situation when it's not your motherfucking problem. Simple as that. Simple as that. So the next time that you're fucking demeaning somebody else's situation or want to demean somebody else's situation, a situation that to your ear don't sound all that serious, if you can, try to put yourself in that person's shoes. Try to put yourself where that person was. A lot of times you can't because there's no, you know, like the NFL has the box, the booth box where you can run back to play. Life doesn't come with those fucking amenities. So a lot of times what sounds not as bad to the ear is a lot fucking different when you're physically actually going through it. Childbirth don't sound as bad when you hear about it. People say, I'm not worried about the labor, just show me the baby. But that's because you don't have to worry about the labor. The labor didn't affect you at all. You just want to see the end result. But if your hole was stretched out that fucking wide and you felt your body going through all them changes, I bet you, you wouldn't let them words slip off your lips as easy as they fucking do. So I'm saying that to say, people 
to check themselves. Especially people who make a living or habit out of minimizing somebody else's fucking situation. Just because it didn't happen to you or you weren't there, doesn't take anything away from the fucking weight of whatever the fuck it was. When somebody was going through it. Especially if it had no adverse effect on you. You don't get the fucking right to minimize somebody else's shit. You don't get the right to tell somebody what's not that serious. You don't get that fucking right. But people award themselves that right all the fucking time. And it's just not fucking right. It's horrible. And it's horrible to be on the fucking losing end of that shit too. It really fucking is. Think about it sometimes. People say that type of shit because they're fucking, you know, I don't want to hear about that bullshit you went through. I ain't got, ain't got nothing to do with me. I don't give a fuck about that. Stop fucking thinking with your mind. Start thinking with your fucking heart. Ain't nobody telling you to take on their fucking problems. I never asked anybody to fucking despise my ex-husband the way I do. But it sure makes me feel like shit when motherfuckers just minimize my feelings and dirty. So I'm like, oh, you just leave him alone. It's just over with now. It's, man, shut the fuck up. Because the scars are still in me, on me. You may not see them. Therefore, you don't realize that they're there. And I shouldn't have to go parading around about the fucking shit. But at the same time, if I speak up about that shit and I'm like, fuck that nigga, let me have that. Because that may be all I fucking have. And if you say, oh, does it make you feel better? Yes, it does. Because I can't slap the fuck out this nigga. I can't go back in fucking time. I can't do shit to this motherfucker. So you just got the shit on me and just shut up and leave it alone. Swallow that car fucking hole if you can, nigga. But I can't. This nigga won the whole, as far as I'm concerned, this nigga and this nigga's bitch won the entire fucking war. Because you got to do all this fucked up ass shit. And I didn't deserve none of that shit. I didn't have none of that shit going from the very first beginning of that shit when I asked this bitch ass nigga to bring the fucking clothes back to the fucking house. I didn't deserve that disrespect and I didn't deserve nothing that came along after it. Nothing. Because as far as I was concerned, me, him and her and my kids, we were one big happy family. And if you don't believe what I'm saying, I still got the fucking emails to prove the shit. I had no beef with her at all until she put her fucking hands on me. Because a real woman in that situation would have broken up like, y'all tripping, quit this bullshit, y'all stop this shit. No, this bitch is going to bitch and then I will never forget it as long as I live. And because you got weighing on me and all I got to do is knock your ass to back, back a little, one time. No, I want to beat this bitch down, but I had to get back to getting with this nigga, which I did. But they won the war again because I went to jail. He told the fucking courts. She tried to blind me with bleach. He had no bleach above his chest. I'm fucking five foot five. He's six foot three. If I was trying to bleach your fucking face and try to blind you, bitch, you'd have fucking bleach all on your motherfucking face. But there was when the, when, the, when the police showed me the pictures, it was all on his stomach. So either my fucking shit is off or nigga, I was just trying to do exactly my intention was to fuck your clothes up. Because I was mad that you disrespect. I could have just slapped the shit out your ass. But my intention was to fuck your clothes up because I was so mad that you had disrespected me so fucking bad over something that we have done, been doing for fucking months. And you won that war. And all the fucking fucked up ass shit that your ass did subsequent to that fucking day that you got away with. I'm the fucking bad guy because I speak up on the shit because I'm upset about the shit. You, you and your bitch telling my kids lies about me. 
You and your bitch saying fucked up ass things to my kids about me, trying to turn my kids against me. And then this bitch nigga goes out of destiny and says, I try to turn his kids against him. No, bitch. They're just old enough to know the truth now, motherfucker. They're old enough to know the fucking truth now, you bitch ass nigga. I didn't have to say shit. Nothing. The fucking, the, the, even my kids told me, they said, Mama, a lot of stuff that they were telling us about you, we was like, that don't even sound right. And to, and to this day, they're like, that even, that's not even true. But everything that we know about our dad, it all makes sense. That's not, they're not saying that shit because I'm fucking their mama. They say that shit because they see it for themselves. So whatever he's feeling insecure about, whatever he's feeling low about, nigga, that's on your bitch ass, you punk bitch. But for people to act like I don't have I don't have the right to be mad or speak up about being mad, that's all I can do. Because these bitch ass niggas is hiding behind a police badge. How you gonna be a bad motherfucker with a police badge? If you was as bad as your you I don't see you running up on me neither. You won't. Not as long as you got that motherfucking badge in front of you. Not as long as you and, and, and if I whip your ass, now you really got something to take to the motherfucking police. It don't mean I don't want to. It don't mean, and I, I used to, I used to fucking make, even make a joke out of it. I said, of all bitches for this nigga to get with, why couldn't he get with a, some ghetto ass, real ass bitch that, that don't mind fucking fighting? I would have been okay with that. You want to talk shit, bitch? We can talk shit. But if you want to get down, we can get down. But not no bitch to talk that shit like she bout it and you know you not. Let me tell you something. The only thing worse than beefing with a motherfucking period is beefing with a fucking punk. And for those of you who have never had the unpleasure, please don't judge. Because you know not how it feels to be in that motherfucking situation. And I understand too that people out here, because I've seen somebody put their hands on somebody. And I've seen that same person that they put their hand got, got who put their hands on, walk the fuck away. Some people get down at that. But you, if you're one of those people, you cannot judge people who feel, who feel differently than you. You can't say, just because you got slapped and walked away, don't sit there and ridicule or judge or down somebody who got slapped and slapped the motherfucker back. Because every fucking body is different. For me, the hardest pill to swallow is these motherfuckers having a fucking victory over mine. These motherfuckers winning the fucking war. For me, the hardest thing is to have to be around cities, motherfuckers, when she pull up in front of my, and believe me, she pulls up in front of my house. I pull up in front of hers too, but I'm not no punk. I pull up in front of her house, but I wish. And the crazy part is, the day, now my, this was this year, 2022, right before my kids, like, uh, February, March, uh, um, April, January, February, uh, January, February this year. But she told my daughter, yeah, I do more for you than your punk-ass mama, dude. We your punk-ass mama. She, my daughter said, tell that shit to my mama to her face. Bitch got quiet. My daughter told me what the fuck she said. I came out there to get my daughter. I pulled up in front of the motherfucking house. Here come my ex-husband out the house. I'm like, where your bitch at? Surprisingly, that day, he apologized to me for it. I thought me and him would, as usual, because when your bitch do something, he's always there to defend. It's funny how people get are able to defend other motherfuckers. It's funny how people defend motherfuckers even though they dead wrong. I wish I had a motherfucker that had my back like that. I ain't got nobody to defend my ass even when my ass is right. And I be only just, I'm sitting there just trying to defend my motherfucking self and I be having to fight every motherfucking body. I'm like, how the fuck can you see, can you not see that I'm fucking pissed off because I got disrespected because the motherfucker did my ass in. I'm fighting every fucking body. But this nigga will defend the fuck out this bitch and she's dead fucking wrong. 
Even to the point where they look 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 like fucking idiots to the both of them. She walk around talking about she whipped my ass. He walk around talking about she never touched her. Talking about I'm lying. I'm like, nigga, when you two dumbasses get your story straight, you holler at me about that. But that day, she told my daughter how her punk-ass mama this and her punk-ass mama that. And my daughter said, I bet you won't say that shit to my mama face. And then the bitch got quiet. I pull up in the house. Where your bitch at? If you can say shit like that to my daughter, why do I have to let it go? Oh, then she's just ignorant. She's too stupid. No, 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 no. If you can say some shit like that to my child. And you think it's cool for you to just get the fuck away with that shit? I'm the asshole? Nah, bitch. No, bitch. It's humiliating. So I pulled up in front of my ass house. Where your bitch at, nigga? Well, what's up with this? And he was like, you know, my bad. I apologize for Uh-uh. I might be yeah, okay, whatever, nigga. I wanted to be like, nigga, fuck your apology, nigga. Tell your bitch to come outside. And I think my daughter wouldn't have to say, my mama's outside. You can go tell her that shit down. You think she came outside? I'm outside hawking the horn in front of this bitch. I'm outside talking loud. Like, where your bitch at? Tell that bitch to come outside. I know she heard me because her fucking window was open. Did she come outside? No. So you could be, you can, you got time to do shit that made me want to beat your ass, but you ain't got time to see me? So you think it's okay to tell my child, your punk ass mama this and your punk ass mama that, but you ain't got time to see a punk ass mama about nothing, right though? This bitch is God. This bitch is untouchable. So, let me say this too. If somebody else were to come along and beat this bitch ass, do you think I would give a fuck? The answer would be no. Why? Because it ain't got shit to do with me. If somebody whoop her ass today, she not gonna think, oh, that must have came from what happened, what I did to her. No, nigga, it came from whoever the fuck gave it to your ass. Which is why I fucking feel like, you know, you... If you give it to me directly, I I'm obligated to give it back to you directly. So you know it came from me. But she gets protection. And that's why I look at God the way I do. Because I'm like, this is the kind of shit you protect. And everybody's looking at me like, I'm the asshole. Because I'm mad about it. So I'm supposed to be okay with this bitch telling my daughter, yeah, your punk ass mama. What the fuck your punk ass Bitch. Bitch. Fuck out of here, man. Fuck out of here, nigga. I know this was a long one, but this is a special edition. Because life can do you so fucking cold sometimes. Life can do you fucking dirty. And there's nothing worse than being looked at like the motherfucking bad guy when all you're doing is standing up for yourself. Because nobody, nobody has the right to put you through unnecessary bullshit. But when people put you through unnecessary bullshit and then people look at you like, oh, you're the fucking problem because you're fucking sitting there. You have to, because you're speaking up about it. It makes you want to explode. Because <laughs> you got to take the shit. And deal with the shit and then be quiet about the shit? The fuck I look like? Why do you get to dish it all and I just got to take it and, oh yeah, find a better way of looking at it, change your mindset about it. Fuck all that. Sometimes you got to let a motherfucker know. Real shit. I'm not even a type of person that likes to start shit, but I will engage when I feel like it is necessary to fucking engage. Just like the United States fucking army. I'm an army of fucking one. And I'm not here to be your bitch to take your shit. But when you're forced to take somebody's shit and you're forced to be somebody's bitch, nobody ever, oh, I hate when you call yourself somebody's bitch. You're not nobody's bitch. Tell that shit to the motherfucker that's calling me, that's treating me like I'm they bitch. Tell that shit to the motherfucker that's, that's treating me like I'm they bitch. Nobody ever likes to fucking admit it, but they damn sure don't like to hear you talk about it. People will make light of your fucked up situation 
Because it ain't their problem. So, of course, it's no big deal. I mean, shit, let that shit go. That's why I wish sometimes I had a fucking magic wand. Bippity, boppity, motherfucking boo. Now, you in my situation. Now, let's see if your words and your actions are the same. Let's see if they match. Because a lot of times, when motherfuckers think you should just not trip off of, and it's no big deal, if it happened to them, oh, here, and the rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in the air, nigga, it's going down. And you start to wonder, so is it just me? I, am I just really the trash compactor? Am I really the garbage can that must have just, hey, if you want to feed this bitch shit left and right, keep doing it. But you know what? We ain't taking that shit. We ain't going to stand for that shit. But her, we not talking about her. Yeah, you just take that shit and shut up. But us, we got standards. We got limitations. We got boundaries. We ain't taking that shit. Uh, way to make me feel great. Yeah, I feel completely fucking equal. I feel, oh, yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for telling me that I ain't shit. And so many, ain't nobody told you you ain't shit. And so many words you have. Because if you wouldn't stand for it, why the fuck would you think I would? Because people look at you differently. People look at you fucking differently. And sometimes they will just ignore what you've been through. All they hear is you bitching. And like, here come this motherfucker again. God damn with this. What now? And the motherfucker doing it to you is like, yeah, what now, motherfucker? What? Fuck you finna do, bitch. Do something. And you sitting there with your hands and your legs tied like, oh, nothing. Yeah, I didn't think so. That's an awful feeling. And, and then while you sitting there turning red because your ass is about to bust your fucking, your motherfucking, um, what you call it, your blood pressure skyrocketing to the motherfucking wall. Everybody's looking at you like, you just need to stop. Like, get over that shit. Let that shit go. And the motherfucker antagonized you. was like, yeah, let that shit go, motherfucker. Yeah, you bitch, you better let it go. Punk ass bitch. And you like, oh. it deteriorates you. It eats you. It's like acid. It's acid created within your fucking soul. It is acid created within your motherfucking soul that makes your ass it eats you alive little by fucking little. And because you're the only motherfucker that's feeling it, guess what? Ain't no big deal. Motherfuckers, out of 13, 12 years of fucking every time you turn around and some shit. And then every time you chip off of some shit, motherfuckers look at you like it's the first time it happened. Like you just won't let go of the shit. No, motherfucker, it is a new instant. It's a new, it's a new, um, a new incident. It ain't that I just can't let go of the last thing that happened. Motherfucker, I barely got over the last thing that happened before this another motherfucking thing just happened. And then another motherfucking thing just happened. How can I get over it when it's continuously fucking happening? But everybody's looking at you like, it was the first time. Like, seriously, it's like, stop. Quit tripping. Quit tripping. No big deal. Like, let it go. Like, let it go. Like, you still tripping off with some shit that happened... On October 13, 2010, today, bitch, we way past that. Way, that was the, that was the wick, bitch. This shit is a bomb, exploding was a bomb, exploding was a bomb, and so on and so on and so on. Niggas still act like your ass is tripping off of the same shit that happened 10 fucking years ago, 12 years ago. You know how degrading that shit is? And the motherfuckers that's doing it to you was like, yeah, let that shit go, bitch. Literally, what you finna do about it? You finna do something? Yeah, I didn't think so. Standing there with that police badge in your motherfucking face. Talking about, yeah, I didn't think you finna do nothing. Do something. Yeah, I didn't, that's what I thought. And you like, holy shit. Holy shit. 
You bleeding. Your eyes are bleeding blood. And I'm like, oh, cry, baby ass bitch. Oh, God. And everybody else on the sidelines is like, yeah, you need to let that shit go. Quit tripping. They're like, yeah, let that shit go, bitch. I don't know why you act like that. You need to just get over that shit. People do people that dirty. And if you can relate to what I'm saying, my heart's with you. My heart's with you. And if you cannot relate to what I'm saying, if you have any decent bone in your body and you still can't relate, relate to what I'm saying, then congratulations for having to never have been dealt a situation like that. Congratulations on never having to be able to put that shit, uh, put a car in your mouth whole and swallow it. Congratulations. Ain't nobody saying you ain't never have problems. Never said that. But if you ain't have to deal with that type of shit, that type of antagonizing, that type of disrespectful antagonizing, while you're being looked at as the bad guy because a motherfucker is stepping on your neck and you say, hey, get the fuck off me. Oh, you ain't gotta be all like that. Fuck you. Shouldn't you be looking at the motherfucker that was just stepping on my neck talking about you ain't got to do all that? But no, they're not looking at the motherfucker that was stepping on your neck. They're looking at your ass because you yelling now. Oh. 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 Okay. Oh. Fuck it right then. It's okay that this motherfucker just put on spike boots and now they're stepping on your fucking neck. But could you not yell so fucking loud about it? Oh. Sorry. And then the motherfucker that's got this fucking spike boots here. They're like, yeah, shut the fuck up, bitch. And I'm like, bitch, who's calling me? They're like, stop. There you go yelling. When you go get over this shit? When you go quit all that goddamn yelling? When this bitch take her fucking, uh, take these spiked boots out of my fucking neck? And they're looking at her like, well, you know, you know, it's not right that she's stepping on your neck with the spiked boots on, but goddamn, do you have to yell like that? Do you have to really, I mean, come on now. And you become the bad guy while your face is on the ground with spiked neck, spiked boots in your neck. And you're the bad guy because you are yelling about it because you're saying ouch because you're saying get the fuck off me bitch but every time you turn around and take a swing at this motherfucker they're like oh here's the police badge I'll call these motherfuckers Cause, but the spike necks the spikes and the boots ain't leaving no marks on your neck for whatever reason let's just say figuratively speaking right they ain't leaving no marks you ain't got no physical scars to show nobody so even though this bitch has got spikes in your neck they don't leave no motherfucking marks if you jump up and touch this bitch, you're going to leave a mark. Which means you're going to get arrested. You're going to go to jail. You're going to pay the price. And they're going to sit back and laugh at your ass. <laughs> got your ass again, bitch. And then even when they let your ass up, you ain't got no marks to show. So you run to the police like, this motherfucker just did it. Did it. Police is like, what the fuck you want me to do about it? I mean, shit. I don't know what the fuck to tell you. And they sit over there like that. They sit over there laughing at your ass like, <laughs> But you feel all the pain. You feel every bit of that fucking pressure. Every bit of that fucking weight that these motherfuckers is doing to yours. They just ain't leaving no marks. Therefore, ain't no police officer, don't no judge, don't no DA, don't no lawyer give a fuck about none of the shit that they're doing to you. As a matter of fact, even outside of the judicial system, don't nobody else give a fuck about none of the shit that they do. Even people that may see them standing on your neck don't give a fuck about it. Why? It ain't that bad. You still standing up, aren't you? You can still talk, aren't you? Is your neck broke? No. Okay, what's well, come on now. And please don't start talking shit. Don't call her no bitch. Don't call him no bitch, nigga. What? One of the things you got to see it to believe it. You got to be in it to believe it. 
And let me tell you, it's not a good place. It's not a good fucking place to be. And when you take all these instances, and trust me, I got a thousand fucking more. But I'm not going to fucking waste to keep your time like that. But when you have instance after instance, recurring instances of shit that happens. And it goes on for years and years and years. And you're unable to do anything about it because legally you can't. Because the only action that will be taken against anybody will be you because you're the aggressor. Because what they're doing to you is not leaving any fucking physical marks. Doesn't mean it's not valid, but it's not leaving any physical marks to the police. Don't give a fuck. When they know how to get to your ass like that and when they're able to get to your ass like that. They they doing a whole bunch of shit, but they only will hear you. They will only see what you do. Therefore, you will be the bad guy. That's not an easy fucking pill to swallow. That's like, again, asking somebody to swallow an SUV (laughs) whole. When you're in those type of situations and you have so, your rap sheet, we'll call it, their rap sheet is longer than a fucking city block with little bitty writings. Tiny, we're not talking about big writing. Little bitty fucking, uh, little size writing. Little small font writing. That's a lot of motherfucking shit. And it happens to you over and over and over, over the fucking years. And you are looked at as the bad guy because no matter what the fuck they do, they're not leaving. It's like whooping somebody's ass and not leaving, no, you know, body shots. Nobody don't fuck about body shots. They don't cop do nothing about no body shots. When they know how to hit you and not leave a fucking mark. And you're damn near at their fucking mercy. These motherfuckers, this bitch gets saved sometimes even by my kids because I'm not going to put my kids through no extra shit. So she wins. Like, this bitch is a god. She's a punk ass god, but she's a god as far as I'm. And my mom's like, "Well, don't be calling that bitch that she ain't no god." Oh, she is because when you're able to do shit like that, like she does, and the shit she's getting away with, and like I said, I ain't gonna lie, this bitch make my pussy wet. I want to whoop her ass that bad. Her nigga don't even want her as bad as I do, and that ain't no fucking lie. Y'all, those of y'all have seen um 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 uh oh um. Uh, What's his name? Um, shit, Ice T and fucking um, what's his name? Um, Wesley Snipes with New Jack City at the end of the, at the end of the movie when he caught that nigga and killed his mama and he had a gun. I want to shoot you so bad, my dick is hard. Don't mean I want to fuck you, bitch. No, don't want to fuck you, bitch. I want you that bad. Y'all remember that? Y'all seen y'all seen New Jack City? And I guess I want to shoot you so bad, my dick is hard. That's how I feel about this bitch. That's how I feel about this bitch. And you know what's crazy sometimes too though? Is when I fucking sit there and I see people go through shit and I hear people who have told me who have made me feel like like the shit I'm tripping off of is no big deal and I hear them talk about somebody else's situation and they're like, oh yeah, I understand what you did. I understand, yeah, everybody's got a limit. Everybody's got a fucking boundary. Everybody's, nobody should have to take nobody's shit. Talk about everybody else's situation, but I'm talking about they see the shit I go through and they're looking at me like, come on, nigga, let that shit go. Get over it. No big deal. Nothing. You know how degrading that shit fucking feels? Do you know how degrading that shit fucking feels? Maybe you don't. And if you don't, good for you. Lucky you. Lucky fucking you. Because I know exactly firsthand how I fucking feel. I'll be hearing about shit. And I'm and they say it right in front of me like, it is no fucking big deal. Yeah, everybody's got boundaries. You can person can only take so much. You know, people can only take so fucking much. Everybody, you can't be keep pushing people to that limit. What happens when people reach their limit and you get fucked up and do it? Huh? 
Never fucking applies to me. Ever. Never fucking applies to me. It makes me sick. It makes me fucking sick. It makes me fucking sick.